This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, April 8th. Uh, 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a driver died after a tire fell off of a pickup truck on 95, went airborne, and smashed into the vehicle in South Philadelphia. <sighs> the incident happened at 1230 in the morning Friday on the highway between Front and Broad Streets. Police say the tire struck the median and hit the windshield of the car that was traveling southbound, trapping the driver inside. Medics were forced to cut the roof off of the vehicle to free the victim. The man, who was in his 60s, was transported to Jefferson University Hospital where he later died. Uh, it's unclear if the driver of the pickup who kept on driving uh, realized what had happened. It's terrible. Such a yeah. So awful so it story. didn't it didn't come off of the truck. It fell out, I guess, of the cat or the uh, of the bed. And right. Then, yeah. Because yeah, they said that they didn't. They don't know if the the pickup yeah. truck that um, that you know the guy that was driving it, if he even knew that 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 it had happened. I've actually seen a uh, a tire go off of an eighteen wheeler. It was on the Long Island Expressway, and wow. it it. Rocketed up, case like like yeah, uh, and and thank God the street behind the road behind for a good distance was clear because it would have killed something. Yeah, I had yeah. uh, I, and actually this same stretch of road, uh, it was right um by the the sports complex. Guy was driving a pickup truck and the ladder fell off of the pickup truck. I was maybe a hundred yards behind it. You know, I was able to to swerve out of the way. That scares the crap out. And of then me most that. recently, I was on the Blue Route and um. Like a board fell off of this guy's car, and you know it's uh, like a like a uh, Tyvex board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like that a, you put on the, the side of a house. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It was more like it's more like a Trex material. But either way, it fell off, and there was oh, okay. nothing I could do about it. I, I ran right over it. Yeah. You know? They say you should always travel in front of people if you can. Yes, yeah, 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 drive yeah. in front of people if possible, whenever yeah. possible. Whenever. There was a yeah, there was a ladder on the Schuylkill Expressway, right, um, just approaching Gulf Mills um, a couple of days ago, and people were swerving around it. But I mean, like you know, you would get up to it. I got up to it, and I had no idea it was there, so I had a quick you know swerve yeah. over. But I mean, that fell off. You know, yeah. at some sure. point, yeah. But a tire, a tire is like a projectile. It's yeah. like a you know a missile. They they terrible. Call it. Yeah, it's a perfect example. Heavy rains washed away a chunk of Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia, creating a large pothole on the roadway and plenty of trouble for drivers. Philadelphia police were called around 1:30 a.m. Friday to the boulevard near Wissahickon Avenue and Broad Street in the city's nice town section for multiple vehicles suffering from flat tires. Police say when they first arrived on the scene, there were seven vehicles with flat tires. A tow truck driver had to change his as many as 30 flat tires due to the hazard. The road uh, was worn down to the steel rebar. The hole is estimated to be approximately 8 feet long, 2 feet wide, and 6 inches deep. This sucks because otherwise that stretch of road is flawless. (laughs) 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 Police police closed the boulevard's outer lane in the area of the streets department uh, for the streets department to make emergency repairs. We're looking at video footage of this. I have never seen it down to the rebar bar like yeah, that. Yeah. That yeah. is that I mean that yeah I can see you flat out without question tire pop when you go through this. Is there anything more infuriating than you're driving along on the bam oh, I hate it. as you hit it. I hate it and I have gotten flats yeah. on a number yeah, of occasions. Yeah. One time we were doing an event at Parks Casino. That's right. And on the way I was getting yeah. off at the street road exit and there was a and there was no missing it. Like I could so not funny. avoid it. Like, God Boom. Damn. I hit it and as soon as I hit it I'm like that's going to be flat. Yeah, and you were sure, right. Sure enough the indicator came on. It sucks. It's great for the rims though. Oh yeah. 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 I was so 
mad one time when that happened. I think I called the... I guess I called the township, and I was like, well, well is somebody going to pay for this? And they were like, no. No. <laughs> I have heard that... speak to Mayor Kenny. Uh, I've heard that PennDOT will, on occasion... Reimburse? You, you got you to follow yeah, you through to the paperwork, through, yeah. and you got to maybe send pictures or something like that, but well, it's uh, supposed to cover that. I've heard the you. same, and I don't know. I, I haven't heard from anyone who actually had that happen. But. They just had me report it. Like, they were like, where is it? And they're yeah. like, yeah, we know about that one. We have, we have so many reports of it. I had to report. Man, that's a bomber. Yeah, yeah. No, I had to report one. I was on my way to the Subaru broadcast, and I hit. It was essentially, it was the size of a baby pool. This thing was gigantic. Wow. Got the flat tire when I was on the Gerard Point Bridge. I did not want to pull over on 95, too, so I had to pull off on Packer Avenue. But um, I feel like I put that uh, on Twitter. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I yeah, alerted yeah, yeah. PennDOT on Twitter. Hey, listen, you've got this giant. And then it was taken care of, like, the next day. Well, that's a, yeah. that's a miracle. Maybe yeah. it was a baby pool. Yeah. Um, so I don't normally do hard news, but I really wanted to put this story okay. in here this morning. <laughs> Your dog doesn't make puppy dog's eyes at you for no reason. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, and I don't know if you want to call second. breaking news. What's going on in the Ukraine in a moment? But right now, loving looks from your puppy might be sincere. Kathy goes to me. She's like, I need a lighter story. I go, all right, I have the lightest story ever written. What do you think of this? Duquesne, it's actually cute. Duquesne University researchers identified certain muscle features that help dogs look cute. And this suggests that thousands of years of selective breeding have contributed to their ability to use expressions to their Loving looks from your dog <laughs> might be sincere. <laughs> Stud- study senior author Ann Burroughs explains that dogs are unique from their uh, from other mammals in their reciprocated bond with humans, which can be demonstrated through mutual. We'll return to that murder murder suicide in a second. <laughs> your Shih Tzu might be sending googly eyes. <laughs> Through mutual yes. gaze, something we do not observe between humans and other domesticated mammals such uh, as cats or horses. Let me ask, and you know, yeah, when your dogs oh, give, they you, give that you that look. look. I mean, and I'm like, this morning, Chelsea, my dog, did it. Yeah, there, there are a couple of distinctive ones. There, oh, are, yeah. there are ears down yeah. in mm-hmm. the... Please yeah. love me very much. And then they're the ears up and eyes bright like, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? What do you got for me? You so, know what I mean? There's this... Preston Chelsea does what I call the flying nun, where her her ears stick out a little bit and yes. drape down. Yes. Like, oh, so, that's a, I like right, that yeah, one. Yeah. Mine, uh, one. yeah, uh, Haley does that too. <laughs> so they say that um, this this is not the same for cats, but um, they're. I mean, my cats look cuter at certain points than oh, yeah. others. So they're doing something that makes them look cute. I have an entire research facility at my yeah. house, and, and they'll do the same right, thing. There are yeah. like some points they, where they, they, they just can't use. I mean, the ears are not as. Right. Um, Usable, Right, right, right. So throughout the uh, domestication process, humans may have bred dogs selectively based on facial expressions that were similar to their own. And over time, dog muscles could have evolved to become faster, further benefiting communication between dogs and humans. Mm. She also says that further research is needed to confirm okay. these new findings. Oh, okay. In sports this morning. Sixers lost to the Raptors last night in Toronto. What the f*** is 
Jesus. Pascal Siakam had 37 points, 12 assists, and 11 rebounds for his third career triple double, and the Raptors won 119 to 114. With only two games remaining in the regular season, the Sixers are in fourth place and are three games behind the Miami Heat for first place in the East. The Sixers are back home tomorrow afternoon with the game against the Indiana Pacers. Tip-off is at 1 o'clock. The Flyers beat the Blue Jackets last night in Columbus. Wow. Wait. Hey, Stanley Cup, baby. Kevin Connaughton, <laughs> Owen Tippett, and Noah Cates scored in the Flyers. Three-goal second period on their way to a 4-1 victory and their second straight road win. Travis Konechny added a goal in the third. Martin Jones stopped 26 shots, and Kevin Hayes had a pair of assists for the Flyers, who won two of their last three games. Hey, they're back at home tomorrow okay. night and take on the Anaheim Ducks. The puck will drop at 7.30. And the Phillies begin their regular season today with an afternoon game at home against the Oakland A's. Uh, Frankie Montes will get the start for the Oakland uh, for Oakland, while Aaron Nola will start, be the opening day starter for the Phils. And it looks like Mother Nature is going to cooperate. Yeah. Right. The game is scheduled to start at 3.07. Looks yep. good, right? Yeah. And that's what I have for you this yeah, morning. Yeah, actually, thank you, Kathy. It looks real good. We're actually going to see sunshine today uh, and maybe just partly cloudy skies by the time uh, game time. Uh, takes place today and uh, temperatures comfortable in the 60s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Few people sir. playing golf today. <laughs> yes. And I would like to officially award best dressed of the show to Casey. Oh, yeah. As he you. is uh, prepared to uh, play golf, he's playing in a charity golf outing today. That's a hell of an outfit. Thank this, you is, so oh, much. this is the master's music, yeah. by the way. <laughs> that is a that you is a your shirt in that's will, a pretty standard golf outfit, right? Yeah. 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 No. And, and, no. I think so. Yeah. The golf you can get away with some really tacky. But it's not standard. Stuff. Like you, you, you're going to stick out. out I there. mean, it has some panache to it, but I don't think it's outlandish, right? Nah, well, it's, it's yes, pretty it's outlandish. outlandish. It's outlandish. Yeah. It definitely yeah. is. Um, but uh, like, Casey, so- by the way, I'll, I'll describe yeah. this. Uh, uh, first of all, he's wearing a, uh, a a pink sweater vest with a baby blue uh, collared shirt underneath it, a short sleeve shirt, which you can get away with today. It's very nice. Now the pants are what sell it, though. The pants are multicolor, and they're kind of pastel uh, oranges and greens and and, uh, yellows, but they look like bandanas that have been stitched together with that classic red bandana pattern that you see on there. This was one of those things. I was walking through Macy's. I think I was getting Adidas pants. You know, my, my, my uniform. Right. And I saw them from across the room. And I was like, oh, my God. I love you. I need and, this. Uh, <laughs> so he picked them up. And yeah. now you've got your ensemble. Have you worn? You've worn that to golf outings. Before. I did. And as a matter yeah. of fact, so I, I, I wore it for the first time at the Drive for Autism uh, golf outing last year. And I won Best Dressed. Nice. With uh-huh. this. So, but I, I'm... I threw the vest on. This was a last-minute decision. Last-minute edition. And I kind of, like, glanced over. I was like, well, I think that might make sense. I like so it. It's I perfect because you have some pink in your pants. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's a good name Are for you, pink, uh, pink, in pink in your pants. Are you playing at Augusta? Is that where you're going I'm to? playing, yeah. So i got to get out of here. No, so my brother's uh, parish, St. Dots, they okay. have their, their golf outing is always the Friday of Masters. Rain or shine. Oh, so right. luckily we got some stuff today. They're all but pink on the inside. But he, uh, our foursome have been playing together for a long time. And normally I, I have a uh, Knickers uh, ensemble that I wear. But I was like, you know what? I'm going with the bandana pants today. So I like perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I like it as well. I said that he looked like, um, was it Ricky Fowler? I said Ricky Fowler. Who is are you? Yeah. I, I don't, the, the, there's a golfer who wears like outlandish clothing. John Daly. Oh, is that is who it is? John okay. Daly? It he, is Daly. Okay. Yep. But does he have his own clothing line? Probably. Okay. I don't know. But, so yeah, because was... he wears outrageous. This is a picture of him we have up here oh, in the studio. Yeah. Well, that, this... That's exactly. Casey, that basically is your eye. I, I yeah, look yeah, like John yeah. Daly. Yeah. But, Case, I was going to say, if he has his own 
clothing line, you should check it out. Uh, the only difference like is he know. has he's reversed what you have. Yeah. He has a blue vest and a pink shirt. You're yeah. right. You're right. But I have a yeah. blue shirt and a pink vest. That's weird, Steve. Yeah. Uh, no, I... Well, Ricky Fowler wears bright clothes. He wears, like, bright orange and stuff like that. That's right. what I was thinking. Right. I didn't know he wore that stuff. Yeah, uh, daily. daily. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, anyway, all right. Casey's ready to play. Golf is in the air. Beautiful it day. Is. It's in the air. Absolutely. We have a lot of other things in the air as well, including cash and concert tickets. It's MMR's concert cash. So we do that starting at 8 a.m., and then it goes at... 10 and noon and 2 and so on throughout the day until 8 o'clock, so don't miss your opportunities. Uh, we also have a couple of guests on the program. Always nice to see, nice to see our good friend Marcus in the Darkest. Yeah. The ACS Bikeathon is coming up in June. He's getting Team WMMR, the Rock and Rollers, ready to go. Uh, and it's become an institution. And Marcus is the he's the guy behind it all. He works tirelessly on yep. this. So we'll talk to Marcus about that event and how you can get involved as well. And... One of our very good friends is on the program today, Mr. Kevin Smith, who will be appearing at the Fan Expo at the Philadelphia Convention Center on Saturday. We had Kate Flannery on yesterday's yeah. same event, uh, but Kevin's going to be there, and you know what a conversation with him is always like. It's always easy. It's excellent. Yeah, just ask him, how you doing? And he goes, <laughs> and see you later. Yep. All right, so we have those things and more taking place today. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is what is up next with a stupid question involved, so stay there. We'll be back in a sec. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, baseball season gets underway here in Philadelphia today. So I'm going to do a baseball-related question for a stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of sweet tickets to join Brent Porsche as NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway on May 1st. So the question that I have for you is, what Reds and Tigers manager was known as Captain Hook for pulling pitchers <laughs> early? 215-263-WMMR. Like Let's this. see if you know the answer to that. All right. What Reds and Tigers manager was known as Captain Hook because he has tendency to pull pitchers early. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll go through some birthdays today. Uh, it is Friday, April 8th. And uh, celebrating a birthday today is Mr. Steve Howe, the guitarist. Oh, love ah. Steve Howe. Yep, played in uh, yes, yes and Asia and uh, GTR. And this would be... Him on guitar right here, which is this one of those it's great. iconic guitar, you know. Intros. I always pretend I'm playing. <laughs> totally, yeah. Can you still play this? Uh, a little bit. This yeah. was this was your go-to on, and I, and I'm not saying that with any sort of mouse or anything like that. Give me the guitar. I'm going to give it to you. Right, let's do it. Give it to you. I haven't All picked right. up a guitar in a couple of years, but uh, I'll play it on the uh, desk bell, Preston. Oh, please do. Please accompany me. <laughs> it's so it, it's. The reason I can play it is it's so damn easy. The beginning is no. just these harmonics. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. And then I can't do the. I'll do that. 
No, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's not, he doesn't have a pick, guys. I'm a drummer, for Christ's yeah, sake. Get off his back. back. <laughs> All right, Steve Howe is 75. Bet you could do it on the flutophone. Uh, you know what you could do? The... <laughs> Play it on the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, I could do. You want some Chuck Mangione? All right, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, it is also Izzy Stradlin's birthday. Another, Another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Formerly of Guns N' Roses, decide. I, I guess he could have been part of the reunited band. So he opted out, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah were, so. they, were they not meeting his contractual requests? No, no. Huh? So he is, uh, and, and a big birthday for him today. He turns uh, sixty years old. So the so. thing is, what does it, when you have somebody like Slash, where? Well, so he's a rhythm guitarist. Yeah, okay. That way, that way you can get away with having. Uh, big crunchy chords still going and have a fat sound while a guitar solo is being played. So, uh, and you could also, um, yeah, it's it's just a, a, a way to add more to the sound. I mean, you know, Aerosmith is the same way. Yeah, he had Brad yeah. Whitford as a as a rhythm guitarist. The rhythm guitarist kind of went out of fashion uh, for a while there because there was always uh, a lot of bands had that you know two guitar uh, setup where somebody would keep the rhythm going and then you'd have a a lead player, and then you have a band like the Eagles that had a couple of soloists yeah. and yeah. another guitarist uh, and another rhythm guitarist in Glenn Fry. So you know they make it work. Uh, Izzy is sixty years old today. Uh, Julian Lennon has his birthday. We were just talking about him. Was he? Oh, he and um, Sean Lennon had talked about watching um, Get Back, yes. the documentary, yep. and how they have become um, closer yep. since all of this, which is great to hear. Uh, Julian is uh, 59 years old today. Uh, actress Patricia Arquette uh-huh. turns 54 years old. She's become old. like a, a great acclaimed actress. Yeah, yeah. is she? Uh, she's in Severance, right? She That's is. her? Okay. Anybody else watching that? I am. I it's, tapped out. Nick uh, after. I, it's, it, I, it wasn't... I know it's good, but it's I'm not well, Steve. If you're not into it, you're not into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really weird. It's the one of the weirdest shows I've seen in a long time. I I like it. Um, well, no, I'm watching it. I don't know if I like it or not. Right. It, it, hey, it really makes you you're uncomfortable. Committed. Can you explain what kind of weird it is? Yeah. Is well, there a parallel? Really stylistic. I mean, Black Mirror ish. Um, you know, it's it's futuristic, kind of dystopian. Right. Uh, Adam Scott essentially plays two different characters. Uh, you don't know um, where he's going, what, what like what brain he's in at a particular time. You go to work, you're one person. You leave work, you're another person. Okay. They they yeah. essentially erase your memory. Right. That when you go into work, you don't know who you are on the outside world. Okay. And then when you and then when you leave work, you don't know what your work self is like. Think you completely lose that memory as well. Memento meets Ernest Goes to Jail. Okay. Yeah, it's a right. little bit like Is that. it meant to be, is allegory the right word, of uh, of our, our work, our work world? And, yeah. and, uh, and home lives? You're stuck at work. You're committed yeah. to your employer. You, you, you know, your company is more important than anything else in the world. But it's got some great actors in it. It's yeah. very cold. Like, the, yeah. it's shot coldly and, and it always looks like it's cold. They, they shoot it in winter. And, and I'm only a couple of episodes in, so I don't know what has been revealed yet. But what, what I have, what I understand it this point is is he has suffered some sort of a loss in his life where the main character yeah yeah uh, adam scott and where uh he is trying to i guess maybe compartmentalize and when he's at work he can he can sort of forget that but also with uh, patricia and also ben stiller is like directing and he he directed escape from danamora great if you guys have not watched that yet you do yourselves a favor and watch that it's a true story cool uh at Patricia Arquette's 54. <laughs> then we have Robin Wright celebrating a birthday. Jenny from Forrest Gump, uh, ex-wife of uh, Sean Penn. 
And uh, she played... Uh, I gave uh, Jenny a shovel kiss, and now she's dead. Uh, and Princess Bride. Uh, she was uh, Buttercup. Uh, yeah, she, and she became a solid uh, actress. Yeah. I was watching bye a movie... Bye-bye, Jenny. A movie with her not too long ago, and I forgot the name of it, where she's out... Uh, she her, her husband and son die in an accident or something. Oh. She goes out in the woods and... Right, right, and right. And kind of uh, goes off the grid completely and tries to live that type of life. It looked pretty and interesting. She, she builds a transformer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've seen it. Yeah, she's... She, she's yeah. 56. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, John Carter, he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine, not a great movie, but nah. whatever. Uh, he's 41. Then the last birthday I saw is, uh, Katie Sackhoff. Oh, we love uh, her. Battlestar Galactica. Yes, Starbuck. Yep. And, uh, Riddick and Nip Tuck and stuff like that. She's 42 today. So, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to stupid question. Uh, what Reds and Tigers manager was known as Captain Hook for his tendency to pull pitchers early to 15263 WMMR. Let's try out Carol. Uh, today. Hey, Carol, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning, Ed. All right, Carol, who are we speaking of? What manager? Sparky Anderson. That's him, yeah. Yep. Hang on, Carol. You got yourself a pair of sweet tickets to join Brent Porsche as NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway May 1st with the Duramax Driving 400. You can get tickets at doverspeedway.com. If you've never been there, that's an experience, Oh, it's man. amazing, yep. yeah. And uh, being in the suite to watch it, that's the best place to be. All right. Um, I have some entertainment stories to roll through. Let's begin with uh, J-Lo and Ben. Uh, they have uh, Jennifer has been spotted wearing a possible mm-hmm. <laughs> engagement ring. Yeah, big rock on her finger. Yep. Uh, TMZ reports that J-Lo and her daughter Emmy were out furniture shopping on Monday when pho- photographers caught the singer sporting a diamond on her left ring Tell finger. Me, will you be my wife? <laughs> you will be. According to the outlet. Put it on. Put it on. According to the outlet, uh, she flipped the ring to hide the rock when uh. she saw that there were paparazzi present. So it's funny. Um, we're having Kevin Smith on later. He did that movie Jersey Girl. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, that that was when I think the, the, the popular consensus was sort of down on Affleck and the whole relationship with Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's, the, the, you know, the, people can't get enough of them. Yep. And this will be the, the second engagement for yes, the two of you. Yes, it will. If, if this scene, uh, don't be fooled by the rocks that she's got. She's just Jenny from the block. Uh, so, yeah, it happened. Uh, their first proposal happened at uh, his mother's house in October of 2002. That was after three months of dating. So they, they rushed it a little I, bit. I think they let, it, they let it, to, you know, uh, move along a little bit. They became yep. more mature. Yep. Uh, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian have one important thing in common. The Blink-182 drummer told Billboard, We're very similar with our backs to the wall. We have no quit, and I need someone like that in my life. We have no quit, is what he said. Okay. Okay. Uh, The couple is currently engaged despite having a recent Las Vegas wedding. The marriage isn't technically legal because... they don't have his grammar. They did not obtain a marriage license. What? Okay. He was in in a plane crash, right? Like... Yeah. Okay. What the hell has she ever been? You know what I mean? Like, what has she been up against? Well, maybe Besides being with a total team. Give her bag. time to get yeah. in a plane crash. Yeah. We're very similar with yeah. our backs to the wall. Yeah. Meaning they're under some kind of hardcore pressure. Yeah, I uh, guess. You know, maybe. but I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. Maybe she's had a thing that we don't know about. No, maybe she right. was in a uh, in a train crash. Maybe some yeah. some kind of a... Or maybe she was on an ocean liner that sank. Several people that died. Right. And she made or she was part of some secret space mission. She may have I been a sole survivor. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe like... 
fighting a comet or something? I think so, yeah. You think maybe, Steve, she was in a train crash and she was the only one who what survived? What I think is she was a part of a select crew that went on, actually landed on a comet. Right. They had some mining experience. Okay. And uh, set charges. I think I might have heard about that. Yeah. Let's not discount the possibilities here. Yeah, these okay. are things that, that, that would yeah. make her uh, uh, the perfect mate for him. Betty White, her personal items will be auctioned off in September. Uh, Julian's Auctions in Beverly Hills put the Golden Girls Awards, paintings, scripts, jewelry, and red carpet outfits on display on Tuesday. Uh, Martin Nolan is the executive director of Julian's Auctions and told the New York Post all these items came from her home in Brentwood or her residence in Carmel in Northern California. And her neighbor's home, too. Where she lived with her husband out in London. Where the hell's your cow? They just started taking things from all the properties nearby. Uh, he added that the most personal item is a 14-carat gold watch that was gifted to Betty on December 25th, 1940. With the initials TCW, which of course is Tess White, uh, Betty's mom. So I didn't know that was her name. Very, very uh, personal item. So, uh, yep. Yeah, so that stuff's going up for auction. Ireland Baldwin doesn't really care that her father is about to have his seventh child with Hilaria Baldwin. You're a fat pig. She <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> uh, You're piggy piggy. Is my filthy pig there? Uh, she wrote in my a piggy piggy. In a lengthy Instagram statement uh, that she's too focused on her life in Oregon. You're a selfish pig. With her boyfriend and their six dogs to bother with Alec Baldwin's offspring. What are we listening this is to? Three Little Pigs by Green Jelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. We don't have it. would be better if it cut right to the Little, little Pig, pig yeah. Little Pig. Yeah. But anyhow. But you didn't. You took a shot. I tried. Yeah. yeah. I tried. This one. Yeah. I missed. Now he's a pig. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. That would have been better. That's better. That would have been better. Uh, she wrote, <laughs> I get countless messages from people who are kind of alarmingly obsessed with my father and his family. I think a lot of people assume my take on any of this. Well, here it is for free. It's none of my business. Uh, Ireland is uh, the 30 Rock star's only child with ex-wife Kim Bassinger. So I think she feels, you know. Maybe not as quite as connected to that part. And they patched up their stuff. She was uh, she was at his roast years ago. Right, remember that? Yeah. What did she? She had a line. She's basically um, he couldn't get away with that now because she's six two and could kick his ass. (laughs) Hey, real quick, um, she's not the one who released that that voicemail, is she? No, no, no. I thought she was. I thought it was Kim Bass. I thought it was Kim as well. Okay, all right, I may be off. No, no. All right, here is a weird story. So Tony Canal. Yes. Bass, bass player from the band, no doubt. Right, right. He and Gwen Stefani were an item when the, the band was together uh, for a while. And then they split, and then they still work together. But uh, So he's married. He has a family. This is a really strange story. So he has been given a temporary restraining order over a trespasser who allegedly believes that Heath Ledger is alive and residing in his home. Is that true? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess no since Heath is dead. So, according to paperwork acquired by TMZ, the 51-year-old artist filed for a restraining order. You want to know why I'm living with Tony Canal? <laughs> I'm a he, big, big fan of his music. Uh, so, uh, the restraining order is against a guy named George uh, Leonardopoulos. Leonardopoulos or something like that. Leonardo- that sounds like some bizarre dinosaur. Leonardopoulos. <laughs> Isn't who, that a Leonardopoulos? Who, who he claims has uh, scared his family with surprise visits at his Los Angeles area home over the past few months. Oh, my God. So the most troubling incident occurred last week when uh, Leonardopoulos came to their front gate, buzzed the intercom to inform Canal's wife, Erin, 
that he used to reside there when, uh. with the property's previous owner, Heath Ledger. Uh, even though uh, Heath Ledger was discovered dead at the age of 28 in 2008, he became a hot topic once again due to this unusual incident. So, in the TMZ documents, Gwen Stefani's bandmate stated that he bought the house from Ledger in 2005 before the actor's death in 2008. Leonardopoulos supposedly lived there, and he bizarrely informed them that he believes Ledger is still alive on the property. Strangely enough, Leonardopoulos said that it was critical for him to be let into their garage so that he could wake Heath up. And according to the legal records, he allegedly informed them that if they knew what was good for them, then they would let him in. So since late January, Canal alleges that Leonardopoulos has made unannounced and uninvited visits uh, to the Canal's home, even hopping a fence on one occasion. The bassist and his wife also claimed to have seen the guy with a long stick and knife in the past and have reported him to local police. So remember this. Charles Manson had originally gone to Sharon Tate's home because he thought Brian Wilson lived there. Oh, I didn't know right. that. Right. And and so uh, and then had and it was sheer happenstance that that became the target. That residence became the target of his ire and anyone in there. That's when he dispatched his family members to go, you know, brutalize and murder them. Right. It was based off of that. He thought he was getting the runaround. So, on April 1st, the court approved a restraining order, which will remain in force until a hearing later this month. As a result, uh, Leonardopoulos will be required to maintain a distance of at least 100 yards from the Canal family and their home until a final verdict is taken we by see, the judge. Leonardopoulos, I think of a Tyrannosaurus Rex and Leonardo DiCaprio combined. Right, yeah. right. Which would be a good looking dinosaur. It would be kind of a cool looking, looking dinosaur, dinosaur, yeah. Uh, Saturday Night Live star Kenan Thompson and his wife, Christina Evangeline, have split after 11 years of marriage. Uh, the Keenan and Kel actor, who's 43 years old, and the model, who's 33, been dating for 15 years and shared daughters Georgia and Gianna together. According to reports, they've decided to go their separate ways after growing apart, but have not yet filed for divorce. Uh, sources said that the pair uh, who tied the knot in Atlanta in 2011 have been separated for more than a year. Uh, the SNL star has reportedly been spending time working in Los Angeles while she stayed in New York. Uh, the insiders added that the duo have remained close during that time and successfully co-parented well, their children. Uh, they have yet to publicly address the split claims on social media. Uh, they dated for about four years before taking their romance to the next level. So they did all the right stuff. Tying and the knot in 2011. He has all that good burger money. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the longest standing actor on uh, SNL history? I think so. I think so. What, right now? Yeah. Uh, certainly out there. Fighter Conor uh, McGregor has added to his latest legal woes. McGregor now faces a total of six road traffic offenses. Uh, following a recent arrest for an alleged dangerous driving incident in March. And, and a paternity suit with Liza Minnelli. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea those two were a thing. <laughs> the former two-division UFC champion appeared at a courthouse in Dublin on Thursday morning. On March 22nd, uh, McGregor was stopped and arrested by the uh, the Garda, which is the police in, in uh, uh, Ireland. Uh, he was caught in West Dublin. Driving a Bentley Continental, which was impounded by authorities, he was later released on bail, and his vehicle was returned to him. He's always like a lit fuse. Yep. Uh, he was remanded on bail and is currently scheduled to return to court in June. He reportedly made no statement to the court, but afterwards said to reporters, just straight back to the training, my man, when he was asked to comment. Look at this this, uh, this Bentley uh, that he has. <laughs> it's a hot-looking car, man. Yeah, it's a coupe. What is that like? Usually, you don't see coupes. Uh, a lot of times, they're they're sedan. Right. Like, what would you put that at? Two hundred grand? Yeah, probably. Yep. 
Uh, so both Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, Broderick tested positive prior to Tuesday night's performance of Broadway's Plaza Suite, uh, but his wife and co-star Parker did not test positive until Thursday. Uh, according to a statement sent to People, the show's Thursday night performance was canceled, and news about future performances of Plaza Suite will be announced as soon as possible. Has Everyone, she been seen by her veterinarian? I don't know <laughs> what the story is. Uh, everyone wishes Matthew and Sarah Jessica a speedy recovery. If anybody could get fixed from ivermectin, it would be <laughs> That's a good point. her, right? Uh, I saw them on, I think it was uh, CBS Sunday Morning, and um, they mm. had launched this play. It was ready to go. I think it's the first time they've ever uh, been in a, in a play together, mm. right when coronavirus hit uh, two years ago. It was, it was like there was opening night. And they were in the dressing room, and they like they they sent everybody home. So they were they've been sitting on it for two years, and mm. finally came back. And now they have to yeah. suspend their action. Yeah, yep. it does. Hey, I know you're going to be destroyed by this, Steve, but JoJo Siwa has chopped off her signature ponytail. Don't like oh, yeah. that. Wait, do not like that. It's a hair change. Uh, oh my god. Oh, oh, god. oh my god, Nick, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I was aware of this because my daughter chopped her hair off, and my, and my wife was like, In "Solidarity?" No, no. But I was like, "You know, Joe, JoJo just cut her hair too." And I was like, "Wow!" You know, uh, we're looking at a picture of her. She's yeah. going with a with a, a short cropped look and uh, longer like on the top, short in the back. She looks really cute. That's a, that's a that's a cute hairstyle. Uh, the 18 year old dancer is now sporting a pixie cut with buzzed sides. Uh, she shared a smiling selfie with her uh, new do on Instagram Thursday with the caption "Happy," uh, but but that was her that was her look. That was her thing, you know. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot that's of glitzy kind of, stuff in that that long ponytail. That's a big deal. Uh, Britney Spears is objecting oh. to her mother's request <laughs> to pay six hundred sixty three thousand dollars in attorney fees. Uh, the singer's attorney. <laughs> Filed new court documents this week asking a judge to deny Lynn Spears' petition to have her famous daughter foot her hefty legal bill. Legal bill because of Britney or something else? Uh, I assume it's because of Britney, but I, this poor girl, her whole life, her the, the parents, the sister, the whole thing, and her bizarre mm-hmm. activity yeah. on on social media. I keep people are now messaging me because they know that I. It's not like, it's, she's not one of the ones that I want to say I hate. I don't hate her. I just yeah. don't understand. I don't understand what's going on, and I feel bad for her. Sure. I got it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, so he said that uh, Brittany has, for decades, been her family's sole breadwinner, supporting her entire family, and that she opposes the petition in its entirety. Uh, this marks the latest move in conjunction with her conservatorship, which lasted over 13 years and uh, ended late last year. Brittany, what oh are you giggling God. at, Nick? Are you oh, watching is, something on her Instagram yes, page? Yes, this is Britney's yeah. Instagram account, and apparently she posted a video of some tiny cooking thing, and it's a little piece. Steve, yes, salmon. She keeps, she keeps posting these tiny little scenes. Have like you guys never seen scenes. the tiny cooking before? I have. I have. I've just not seen it on Britney Spears' Instagram account. Uh, but I, I've not seen this particular tiny <laughs> chef uh, thing. This is really small. She has like a whole setup, like so, a house. So this is a, a tiny little kitchen. Somebody is cooking a uh, on a frying pan that's about the size of a thumbnail. Yeah. And then a, a little salmon steak that is uh, like your your pinky nail yeah, size. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Ooh. oddly compelling to yeah, watch. It Wait, is. is she the one cooking it or is I, she just reposted it? I think she so. just reposted it. Yeah. 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 That takes a lot of dexterity to do that. Do you know what I love, Preston? With the, the uh, video effect where they'll take an actual like city or, or neighborhood and they'll use this method of filming that makes it look like tiny toys. 
Have you ever seen this? No. I, I bet you Nick Murphy knows what I'm talking about. The so little, it makes the city look like makes, tiny toys? No, you have a, like an actual shot of a city. Yeah. It makes the city look like toys. I love so that. So it's an actual photographic process, and it looks really cool. Marissa? Uh, so um, if you look at Brittany's videos, she actually loves tiny couches. So she has tiny little, like, six-inch couches all over her house. Mm. So when she's oh, dancing... Oh, like, in the background, you can see yep. the videos? Yeah, they're, like, decorations. Oh. So she oh. must be obsessed with this little, like, tiny stuff. Tinies. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, yeah, she's still a kid at heart. I, like, I think you know? that's part of it. She's uh, mentally ill. So here's, uh, here's a description, Steve. It's called the tilt-shift effect. Right. Uh, it alters a focal plane of the image, but the shift effect alters an image's perspective with the shift knob. You can move the lens up and down or side to side on the body of the camera. As the lens moves, the image plane moves too so that the sensor records different areas of total image. I guess it gives it a completely different look. Connor, if you can grab just the photograph. click on some picture just to show because we're not really seeing what it, what it looks like. But to, if you like, it just has a really otherworldly effect that I dig. Oh, you know, then they, okay. they can do it all right, click on any one of those shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you see what I'm saying? Oh, about. Yeah, saying. that's really cool. <clears throat> yeah, it makes real photographs oh, wow. look, look like like the beginning of Mr. Rogers' exactly. Neighborhood. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a train set, uh, you know, like a big elaborate train set. That's pretty cool. It man. is pretty cool. All right, so what else I got here for you? Uh, Tom Hiddleston is set to star in The White Darkness for Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Deadline reports that the limited series is based on David Grand's Nonfiction book inspired by Henry Worsley, who made an epic journey across Antarctica on foot. I have a question, not related to that at all. It has to do with Apple TV. Yes. Okay. I, I do. You guys ever have this? When I, I, I listen, I, I subscribe to it. I, yeah. I have paid for it, mm-hmm. and many times I will click on it, and it says, "Do you want to do your three month free trial?" I'm like, I'm already <laughs> paying and am signed oh, in. And why question. are you doing this? All right. Do you have an Apple TV unit? Like a, okay. in in one room? I do. Okay. Yeah. In the other, you have the software, right? The, uh, the, the other, the app. I've got like um, uh, I've Amazon got some, or Roku. Roku. So yeah. you have the app on that. Yeah. It always happens with the app. So if if I'm away, if I'm on a TV that I don't have a direct Apple TV for, it happens for that. Otherwise, if you have an Apple TV, it, it never happens. Yeah. So I don't know what the story is, but that thing always pops up, and I'm like, "F you." It yeah. only happens, and then, and then I try to find a sign in. There's and I, nothing, and I can't yeah. find a sign. There's nothing in. on here. There's nothing on here. <laughs> I have audio troubles with Apple TV. Me Plus. too. Me Quite too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't read it. There's no. There's no words on it. You figure they'd have their crap together, right? It, well. of, of all the channels, of all the streaming services, uh, thing sucks. That's the one where I have to use these subtitles the most because I really have difficulty hearing it. Like uh, the, yes. mo- the morning show in particular. The, yes. The audio. Um, I don't know the engineering on it or whatever. It was. We'll just, do it live. It was. Yeah. They should have brought in Bill Riley. I will tell you this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check, check if you have an actual. Apple TV unit. I just do. go and go into the audio settings and, and check that everything is is set up the right way. It should do it uh, automatically now. Yeah. Um, but uh, here's a little shocker for you. They love for that to happen. So you go get yeah. the newer one. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I think I have issues like that, Preston. When I haven't checked into that app in a while. So if it's been days or weeks or whatever since, right. I'm like, oh, I haven't I haven't been on Apple TV in a little bit. It will do that. I don't know. It's it's yeah. confusing to me. So, all right. I'm glad. Well, I'm just glad. We'll we're do it live. It. I'm glad we're in it together. <laughs> uh, let's see. One more quick thing, then we'll talk about movies this weekend. Uh, Deadline reports that Amazon Studios just purchased the Officer Exchange. It's an action comedy project, and it stars John Cena as a cop who teams up with an Indian police officer to take down a diamond smuggling ring in India. So, 
Cena, I, I always kind of floated in the, oh, I can take him or leave him, you know, with this stuff. Peacemaker mm-hmm. just launched him into the stratosphere. So, but I, you know, we'll see what this is like. If he's, you know, yeah. if he can make this work. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say one trick pony because of the persona that he always seems to have. Sure, sure. But uh, we'll see. Officer Exchange uh, is the name of that. So I don't know when that's going to be opening up. I'd All like right. to see him stretch his wings and, and play like Maya Angelou. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, it is a Friday. Yeah. And therefore, we got new movies to talk about, my friend. Movies opening today include Ambulance, an action mystery thriller starts Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen, and Elsa Gonzalez. Uh, the plot is, over one day across the streets of L.A., their lives, their lives, not their lives, <laughs> their lives will change forever. Uh, in this breakneck thriller from director-producer Michael Bay, uh, decorated veteran Will Sharp, desperate for money to cover his wife's medical bills, asks for help from the one person that he knows he shouldn't, and that's his adoptive brother, Danny. A charismatic career criminal, Danny, instead offers him a score, the biggest bank heist in Los Angeles history, $32 million. Uh, with his wife's survival on the line, Will can't say no. Uh, but when their getaway goes spectacularly wrong, the Desperate Brothers hijack an ambulance with a wounded cop clinging to life all while executing the most insane escape L.A. has ever seen. Uh, two hours and 16 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide theater released today. Rotten Tomato score gives it a 68%. So a lot of the critics are saying um, it is what you want from a Michael Bay movie. Okay. And, and so it's, it's mindless fun. Then you have uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Adventure comedy starring James Marsden, Jim Carrey, and Tika Sumter. After settling in Green Hills, Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to be a true hero. His test comes when Dr. Robotnik returns, and this time with a new partner, Knuckles, in search for an emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. Is this based on the Alex Haley novel? Yes, it is. I believe you got that correct, yes. Uh, running time, two hours, two minutes long, rated PG, wide theater release today. Rotten Tomato score gives it a 66%. And then finally, also opening, is All Old Knives. It's a mystery thriller. Stars uh, Chris Pine, Thandie Newton, and Lawrence Fishburne. Thandy. When the CIA discovers one of its agents leaked information that costs more than 100 people their lives, veteran operative Henry Pelham is assigned to root out the mole from among his former office mates at the agency's Vienna station. His investigation takes him from Austria to England to California, where he is reunited with his one-time colleague and ex-lover, Celia Harrison, and the pair are forced to blur the lines between profession and passion ah. in this riveting tale of global <laughs> espionage, moral ambiguity, and deadly betrayal. Uh, running time is now in 41 minutes long. Rated R, wide theater release today. Uh, and streaming, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 69%. So all those movies scored in the 60s. Not bad. I love the hero names, like Pelham. It's never Puffy Squirts. Right? Yeah, yeah it should be. Yeah, right? Just yeah. to show you, if you're a real hero, you can yeah. overcome a name like that. All right, here are the clips. Screenwriter D.B. Weiss was planning on making Metal Lords years ago until HBO hired him to work on a tiny little project called Game of Thrones. 
And in this clip, DB explains why he's excited to finally produce this passion project. It's a kind of music that's always been really close to my heart. And I love high school movies, even though I've never had a chance to to work on one. And so it seemed like a kind of a Reese's peanut butter cup situation. I don't cup. give a f- Metal Lords is streaming on Netflix. And here's the next clip. The iCarly reboot Ooh, is back for another now season. You're talking. Another season following the characters as they navigate adulthood. And in this clip, Nathan Kress explains how the cast transitioned from child stars to sitcom actors. It was a kid's show before. It was much, it was very broad. It was a Nickelodeon show. It had a very specific tone to it. And knowing that we were going to be doing an adult show, you know, figuring out how to how to find that line was an interesting question. And then finally, I guess I could just kind of realize, you know, by the end of the original show, I was basically just being myself for the most part. Shut the f- up! Season two of iCarly can now be streamed on Paramount Plus. And there you go. Very good. Entertainment Report. And it's sunny outside. For today, my friend, yes, we see April sunshine. It has been a while. We are uh, stoked about that, going up to like 62 today. Opening day. Yeah, there's a lot going on. The Masters. And and Uh, I want to remind you, we have a couple of uh, new Daily Rush videos for you to check out. Uh, We have the one with uh, Ken Burns. Yes. It's great. It was a wonderful conversation. He's one of the greatest documentarians ever. And uh, we talk about his uh, documentary about Ben Franklin. And also available now... Mark Wahlberg oh, cool. yeah. here just a few days ago. I'm going to see Ken Burns and Mark Wahlberg team up for something. They, that could work. Uh, History of the Funky Bunch. So if you want to... <laughs> Good vibration. Funky My Bunch. My wife. <laughs> I think I have the potential funkiness to join this band. <laughs> pow. Not sure. Pow. <laughs> They're not sure I look appropriate in my underwear. <laughs> That's right. That's right. His uh, his underwear ad yeah, was huge, huge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. billboards and everything. Feel uh, it. Feel so, it. So anyhow, uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, <laughs> stopped by. We had a great conversation with him. And uh, you can check the video now. If you follow us on Instagram, we'll give you a first look at the Daily Rush videos. But the whole thing is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Pow. All right. With that, we are going to take a break. Don't forget, Kevin Smith is joining us this morning, as well as ample opportunities to win with the MMR Concert Cash. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open, never busy. 39333. Uh, text here I want to mention real quick. It says, uh, Yoo-hoo! Yeah. It says... <laughs> I have to. It says, hey, I just want to say, y'all are awesome, and I wanted to ask if I could give all of you a shout-out. Huh. Uh, I'm wanting uh, to give it to you guys because uh, y'all always put a smile on my face, and huh. I don't always get to listen to you guys at work because not everyone at work has good taste in the shop. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but he says, I've been listening to y'all this past week because... Uh, I've been in a welding bay all week by myself. Jeez. When I don't get to listen uh, to you guys during the week, I listen to the podcast over the weekend. Y'all are awesome. Uh, keep up the great work. And that is, and he signs it Cooter. <laughs> and he says, that's the nickname I was given at work. Okay. So here's Legit. A, our shout out 
for Cooter, and uh, he's saying it's for us. So thank you, Aww. Cooter. We do appreciate that. Uh, thanks for checking in, and um, yeah, maybe they'll come around someday, the fellas in the shop and the ladies in the shop. We'll see. All right. Um, it is a Friday, and therefore my junk drawer is oh. chock full. It's full of chalk. We need to clean it out. So I wanted to go through and find some stories that might be interesting. Actually, I have one here. Steve, you sent me this this morning. This is pretty cool. Uh, the world's skinniest skyscraper yeah. is ready to throw open its doors to customers. Casey, you went to New York recently. This is in New York City. Okay. And I don't know if you noticed this store. I'm this, not the noticer. This building or not, but it's an 84-story building called the oh, yeah. Steinway Tower. Yeah. It is very unique looking. I think, what is the, the width on it? Is it 57, 57 feet? 57 feet wide, and it's 1,428 feet tall. It is It is uh, a, a very cool, very bizarre looking building. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is the most slender skyscraper in the world, and it's one of the tallest buildings in the Western Hemisphere. So it, it ranks up there with like uh, Taipei. Right. Uh, you know the uh, the Petronas towers and stuff like that. It's it's similar height. So I, I hadn't been in New York for a while, and uh, the skyline over the last maybe five six years really has changed a lot. There's that Hudson Yards area yes, in yes, Midtown, right? And then this building, Preston's opening. There's there's a couple of more like north of Central Park. I think they call it Billionaires Row or whatever. Some Nick, of them are residential. There's yeah, also that that structure where they like a billion. Yeah. Where there's that structure where people go to commit suicide. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's it's very different because you know I'm uh, you know growing up it was is the World Trade centers yeah, in, yeah. in the south uh, you know in the south um, of Manhattan and the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building but really a lot of recent changes yeah changes. I saw one that actually was very reminiscent of like uh, Stark Tower in, in New York City oh, oh yeah yeah in Midtown on like I think it's called Hudson Yard I don't is yeah. that the one yes is that the one you were talking there, about and that was all built apparently Casey by one developer over the last five or six years and um it used to be old rail line uh, like a depot where um uh what do you call them? Freight trains would would um, be housed for a stretch, mm. and they've paved all that over and put up all these skyscrapers. Why do I, when I think about this, and I love going up in tall buildings, I love going up to the roof and all that stuff. Yeah. Now and now, and I looked at the pictures of the interior, Preston, and many of the things shown seem to be wider than fifty seven feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they work this out. Yeah, but, but Nick, yes, this sits on Billionaires Row. Okay, uh, and Steinway Tower falls only a few feet short of uh, being the tallest residential tower in the world is edged out only by its next door neighbor's uh, Central Park Tower, which is 1,550 feet. I mean, it's just a little bit taller than this one. It would be uh, wild, to though, to have that view because it's an, oh, just an astonishing view. It's 360 degrees. Yeah. So each floor... Yeah. I'll, I'll explain a little yeah. bit about the the uh, uh, the units here. The newly finished development, which overlooks Central Park, features 60 apartments starting, starting at $7.75 million for a studio unit. We could All do right. that. We could do that. Uh, the penthouse apartment is listed for $66 million. All right. So looking at the building now, and it look it basically looks like a uh, like a ruler um, yeah. sticking up into the sky. But you can see when you see it at another angle, Preston, as, as you would imagine with any building, the base is wider. Yeah. So it, it tapers down. So okay. that's that's what they've done. They wanted it. Uh, it has an elegantly taper from its tip. Yes. Like which, a good bowel movement. Which houses <laughs> a... Triplex penthouse apartment. So the building's east and west faces feature uh, terracottas, terracotta tiles with bronze accents, 
Glass curtains clad the north and south walls, which face Central Park and Lower Manhattan, respectively. Uh, the main goal of the designers was to create a new and bold interpretation of New York's skyline, while also uh, memorializing the area's historic roots. It's so bold. By the way, construction began in 2013. It yeah. was just completed last year, and now they are able to move people into it. I wonder how they're going to do with that, because, um, you know... Um like these these high rises are not doing that well. We'll have to see if they get uh, the occupancy that they're hoping for. I think they've already. I think they're already doing well from what oh, I was reading in this. Cool. So yeah, uh, it's eighty two floors, seventy seven of which are, offer luxury housing. Uh, there's only one residence per floor. Do they have elevators? You have an entire floor. What's that? Do they have elevators? They do have elevators, so you're good. And in fact, if you get the penthouse, you get a private elevator. (laughs) Uh, The building's first five floors are home to high-end retailers and uh, recreation spaces, including an 82-foot swimming pool, private dining room, and double health fitness center with a terrace. Amenities include a common area, outdoor space, 24-hour doorman, and concierge service. Uh, the interior was designed by Studio Soulfield in an attempt to highlight the grandeur of the complex. Uh, the most expensive unit, the Triplex Park Loggia Penthouse. Oh, wow. Penthouse 72 features an indoor-outdoor living space spanning across three full floors, all of which offer an unobstructed 360-degree view of Manhattan. The four-bedroom, five-and-a-half-bathroom condo has 7,130 square feet of interior space on three floors and a 1,397-square-foot loggia. What is a loggia again? Is that a deck? L-O-G-G-I-A. It doesn't stand for loggia. <laughs> <laughs> if you can look up that uh, definition. He doesn't stand for baloney. Uh, that would be great. Thank you. Uh, 7,100, you said? 7,100. It, it's $66 million for that 7,100-square-feet. Oh, but you would have uh, an insanely... Awesome view of New York City. So to be in that world where that is your residence, where you're, and that, and maybe if you're at that that level of wealth, that's one of your places. <laughs> so um, again, we've always asked this question: Is it possible to appreciate what you have? You know, at th- when you're at that accustomed to things of that grandeur, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nick, did you figure out what a loggia is? It, it's a definition up here on the screen. Is that what you have, Nick? Over Covered, there? yeah. A gallery room side. with one or more open sides, especially one that's part of a house and has one side open to the garden. So yeah. a whole side open okay. that goes yeah. outside. So I guess like a, a three-quarters covered area. Right. So, yeah. Okay. A loggia is uh, where we keep our garbage cans. Yeah. I did like Robert Loggia. Th- he was a good actor. He was a great he actor. He was. Underrated, really. Uh, and pen- what a designer when it came to three-sided uh, <laughs> closures. Mm-hmm. By the way, the penthouse has already been scooped up by an international buyer who only toured the unit virtually mm. and signed for it less than a month later. Could you imagine not even just going in and... and but then again, that kind of money in mm-hmm. that kind of realm, that's... If That's, you're if you're a billionaire, yeah, like then, a billion. then then sixty six million is no problem is for you. Nothing. It's it's you know akin to us buying a car. You're going to shop. What's uh, that on the loja I hear? Yeah. Up on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, this is like a billion reindeer in our loja. Uh, it's like a billion. So that is now. Uh, if you're interested and you're in the market and you got uh, a little over a little under eight million, you can get a studio apartment. I'll say this: it is a very cool looking building. It is a cool yeah. looking building. Mm-hmm. Right. They were having elevator issues in, in uh, some of these buildings um, in that part of Billionaires Row, and 
uh, because, you know, when they build these buildings, there's they have to uh, account for the sway. Yes, they do. And, forth, and so the elevators were getting stuck oh, because they the buildings were swaying so much. And, l- and sort of squeezing them in. Yeah, and so they wouldn't go from floor to floor. So was, there was all these lawsuits attached to it. I don't think it's the one you were just talking about, Preston, No, it's a but, different one. Yeah, but that's uh, unbelievable. A lot of these places offer, in case that does happen, what they call piggyback service. Oh, where someone good. will give you a piggyback ride up the Oh, the uh, okay. Uh, okay. Sure, nice. <laughs> walk you up the steps. Okay. <laughs> Could you yes. imagine? I'm on the 76th floor. Do you have platinum piggyback service? Mm-hmm. I do. All right. Uh, let's go back into the junk drawer. All right, here's a story out of Hawaii. A bill to manage the feral chicken population is moving through the legislative session. Aloha, chicken. But the departments that would be tasked with coming up with a solution said the proposal should not fall under the purview, their purview. Uh, lawmakers said the noise and the droppings from the feral chickens. My name is Gene Simmons. Thank you for inviting me to this <laughs> meeting today. You were in that helicopter. <laughs> You chicken-headed uh, lemon. Uh, lemon-headed. <laughs> uh, and uh, chickens are a public health hazard, and they said that it is now time to come up with a plan to control the population. Mm. So um, this was in, I think this is on Oahu where they're discussing this, but I, I've been to Kauai. Yes. And Kauai is known for their feral chicken Population? Did you notice uh, all over the place. all over chicken? They're like in the parking lot yep. at like Target and Walmart. Yep. Okay. Well, then let me ask you if this is an issue because they have um I, I guess feral just means wild, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a wild turkey population in Jersey. Like uh, you know, you go right, like Chuck which Nico's. is the Hawaii of the East, right? Uh, can you just like? Grab one and, and eat one, go slaughter and it, it and, and oh. eat it. I think you'd probably take it home for No, it. I think there is a season uh, for... Season of the chicken I for turkeys. Wabbit season. So is there... Well, yeah. but for chicken, is there a chicken season? I don't think I don't, I don't think that's I, legal. I no. don't think you could randomly... And I don't know why I'm saying that, but it seems to be something that you wouldn't be able to just grab up a, a chicken in your Target parking lot and take it home and eat it. What well, if it ended up in your yard? Uh, they, they use it as part of the uh, the, the tourism. Like, I, yes. I, I bought a T-shirt of, uh, of, of, like, four chickens crossing the road, and it was, <laughs> they put it, uh, like, uh, Abbey Road, the Beatles oh, that's album great. cover. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's... It's kind of a thing when you go to Kauai, at least, that the, the, the chickens are part of what you see there. Anyone I know who has chickens and has a chicken coop, um, like uh, uh, Saucy Sarah, who does her, her right. chick, she has chickens. She she loves them. She stopped eating chicken because they're they're, so, they're such pets for her. Okay, so obviously there is a there's turkey season and there's deer season. Right. But suppose you own property and you have acres upon acres. My friend has a bu- bunch of acres in, in Burlington County. I love a couple of acres. Can he... Just take out a deer if it's on his own property. I would imagine so. Right? Yeah, like regardless of what season. I, I don't it is. know what would what would be the reason for not allowing him to do that. The same holds true for humans that wander onto your property. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that there is indeed a season for that to take place because a lot of hunting grounds are privately owned properties, and you need to have permission from the property owner to be on there to hunt. Right. And uh, here you go, Casey. Uh, much of the land in Pennsylvania is privately owned. Hunters can typically freely take game animals hunted on their own property. All right, I, got, I was wrong. How? Or How? may seek How? permission from, with a gun. <laughs> yeah, they uh, strangle him to death. <laughs> from a landowner to hunt on private property. Okay, I thought that there needed to be a, uh, a definitive 
you needed a license, it, it had to be in season, and even if it was on your own property, you wouldn't be able to do that. But maybe I'm incorrect First, about that. It says here you have to slip them a Mickey. Oh, that's how <laughs> yeah. you do that. Okay. I like the fact that you have to choke them to death. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to actually get behind them and, and give them a guillotine. <laughs> Uh, so, according to some residents, uh, like Albert Horniak, he said, um, every morning uh, I'm trying to sleep and all I can hear are the roosters waking me up all of the time. Wow, they, that would be an issue. Yep. Uh, Senate Bill 2195 is open-ended. There is still no price tag or an exact plan as to how the state would control the population. This of chicken court is out of order. <laughs> the bill was amended. <laughs> And removed a contraceptive strategy from the language. So they wanted to use contraceptives with the chickens. Wow. Uh, chicken condoms. Yeah. Uh, for now, only stating... Right, just sit still. I'm putting this on. For you. Oh, my God. He's helpful. Try not to move. Don't move. Yeah. It keeps falling off. It keeps wow. stopping. When you've got to sit there. Oh, my God. Clucky. <laughs> 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 he kisses it on the head. He's my boy. Then go have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Gene had sex with pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of animals probably accidentally worked their way in there. Did I just bang a Shetland pony? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hang on. I've, I want to go to to answer Casey's questions. I have Mike, who is a hunter. It says here he has all of Casey's answers. Yay! Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, help us out, please. All right, so if you own your own property, you have to have more than five tillable acres. Okay. And then that, that qualifies you to get uh, what's called occupant farmer permits. Okay. But you can still only hunt them within the season. Okay. So you can, the, only hunt de- you can only hunt deer in during deer season. So if one yes. wanders on yes. randomly outside of the season, you can. But as long as they're on so, your property during deer season, you can. Yes. Yes, the only difference to that is if you are if you have a large farm and the deer are tearing up your crops, ah. you can put in for what they call deprivation permits. But that is just then you you can shoot them year round, but you can't do anything with it. Quick question, Mike: do you, do you have to go to some sort of um, governing body and convince them that they are destroying your your crops, or is it kind of like well, you just say that was the case and you can hunt them? No, so uh, you'll you'll apply to uh, New Jersey Division of Fish and Game, All right. and they'll come out and they'll send a game warden now, and you'll have an interview with them, and then if they they deem it warranted, they'll uh, issue hey, the permits. M- Mike, you had said though, if if they are invading in in your, in your crop and and they're uh, essentially a pest, and you need to to kill them, were you about to say that you can't harvest them if you kill them? Yes, yeah. If you have the deprivation permits, you the the law states you just have to shoot them and let them lie. Oh, that, they, don't want, they don't. They don't want that's a waste. That's a waste. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, but part of the problem is once you get into like the spring and summer, they start carrying deer ticks and yeah. regular ticks and stuff like. So you know, and then you know that some of them will carry some uh, parasites in their meat, and then once it gets cold, those parasites die off. So, so that's really why the, be- is that the reason for the season? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I didn't like a, realize I was going to rise for the it's season like, yeah. and people pleasing and people pleasing. It's, it's an odd, it's an odd Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. He's talking about Jersey, though. I wonder if that's the same for for PA. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. Do you want me to go to this call too? No. Okay, all right, we're good because I, I do want to move on. We do yeah. have some other things to get to. More in junk in the drawer. But nonetheless, they're trying to figure out a problem with the chicken issue in uh, Hawaii. All right, I found this interesting in the junk drawer. 
Uh, getting bad reviews online is considered, you know, not a good thing for business. Yes, yeah. But a new study finds it's not always the case. University of British Columbia researchers found that negative comments have little effect in cases where brand relationships are strong and consumers personally identify with the brand's products. So in some cases, scientists found negative reviews can actually have a positive effect for brands. Let me ask you, and I I think you do the same thing I do, so I, I will... I always assume that there's a percentage of reviews on anything that are either coming from competition or or trolls, and and I know what I need to see in a review to convince me it's a legit review. Now Amazon will have a thing where they'll this is a, a verified user, verified or what they suggest is someone who is actually using the product as best they can, uh, and so you, but you've got to you got to do your due diligence. I'm actually more skeptical of the good reviews. Yeah, yeah, are you? Yeah. I look at those and I'm like, did somebody from oh, the yeah. company right, yeah. write how brilliant this right, thing is? Right. And so therefore, I read a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I find out what, what what the negatives about the product is and what the positives and then I try to make an informed decision. And if that. they can provide like in their thing and a lot of times Amazon will include this pictures of the person with uh, at home yep. set up mm-hmm. and and yeah. showing what the issues were yep. I, and that's why I always when asked to provide my feedback I always do yeah, absolutely. I, I use those. Whenever I'm purchasing anything or going anywhere, I will use those reviews. But I do what you do, Preston. I'll, I, at first, I read the negative reviews and I see what it is. And then I'll read some of the positive reviews. But especially for clothing, for me, because I know how clothes fit me. Right. I mean, I'll read it. And if it's you know runs a certain way, I'm like, this is not for me. I was just on Amazon the other day looking for uh, one of those collapsible water bottles. Yeah. And uh, I found one. It was, you know, good price. I'm like, oh, and, and there were, and it had good reviews, but there were some negative reviews and there was one with a video. There and you I go. watched it and I was like, oh, forget it. Like the thing just flopped over when you tried to drink right. out of it and the water spilled all over you. Uh-huh. That helps. But I'm like, yeah. okay, th- that's, yeah, the video that, that this woman posted helps me for the, sure. The, the ones that help me as far as the negative ones go are like when somebody says, look, the, the, the instructions were very basic. They weren't specific yep. enough. I had a hard time putting it together. Or this particular piece yes. kept coming off. Right. I'm like, okay. Uh, that's that, exactly that what I want to know. know. Yeah, so, uh, exactly. You guys will use, uh, will do that on, on Amazon, right? I, I guess. All, all, any site that provides something that w- whether you're getting customer feedback. Because I, recently I've had, I had great uh, service from a, a plumbing company and they asked for a Google review. Right, right. Yeah. Like when Google reviews when people are searching for that type of service and i was happy to do it because it was just fantastic service or whatever i just don't know which um which reviews companies often prefer so i did, like for for uh, my dentist dr Kristen patula they're, they're, they have a thing where they ask for your review and, and i think it was a google review okay and and, and so you, but you also when you're doing one of those reviews and i was praising you know the, the deal as you said preston try to use every tool you can to indicate you're a real person and you're not, but you know. But Nick, they'll typically send you the, hey, re, you know, if you liked our service. So they'll send you what they like. They'll send you the link to the Google okay. review or whatever it is. Yeah. So they, they found that in this study that uh, what they call social proximity, demographic or geographic location of a negative reviewer plays a role in how consumers respond to a negative review. In the case of three different products, researchers found participants who read a negative review by a socially distant reviewer actually showed higher interest in purchasing, actually purchasing the product. So bizarrely, if somebody's around you in your area and you read a negative view, we tend to take that more seriously. Yeah, I, weird, that would make it? sense. Well, you, you know what? Like, uh, by the way, I can tell you one thing that... <laughs> The, the worst review that I've had to do for something recently, it was the Nash Lampoon Vacation Christmas uh, decoration home and the, the RV and the Cousin Eddie, all that stuff. 
It was the biggest piece of crap. I literally threw it out. I couldn't. And where did you post that review? Uh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, continuing on why a bad, like read that, why a bad <laughs> review might be a good thing. It says here when when consumers personally identify with a brand, they see facets of themselves in that brand. And when a reviewer leaves a disparaging comment about an identity relevant brand, consumers feel compelled to protect that brand and by extension themselves by scrutinizing the source of the negative review. No, I, I hear that because you're like, you don't want to, well, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, even, and you yeah. get slightly Defensive. offended. Defensive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. All right, uh, let me see. We got time for another one? Yeah, man. All right, let's, uh, yeah, let's go with this one. Uh, it seems that smells that people like are universal. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> if it's your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't do the waft? <laughs> exactly. Come on, Kathy. Uh-huh. No, no. You don't, you not don't do come this? On, mm. No, she doesn't I have don't. Waft, it's just like putting It's like putting a pie up on the windowsill do and you, everyone. You don't actually do that. Of course. You seriously do that? Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if I fart in bed. And I'm a, I will completely go. I want to know. Yeah. It, it actually, I think it's, it's a medical checkup. It's natural. Yes, that's all. Because when you when you get a whiff of that, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, something's wrong here." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And other times, it's like, "Ooh, that was a good one, <laughs> lavender." Wow. Nick, so let you, me ask you: you, uh, you, you do you, the waft? No, you do oh, not. I, no, I mean, I I'll, I do. I'll smell my own farts, but I don't waft. Hold on, you, you so just you're said down with smoking. Like, you do seri- that every hold on, hold time. On. You seriously said that because you're like, oh well, something's wrong here. So when something's wrong here, do you go and do something about it? Oh okay. yeah, I just know that you know what. I the next day or so, I'm um, something. I might be sick. Yeah. I might be. I might yeah. have diarrhea. Coming you you, up or you, you like break. That. You keep a poop journal, do you not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he busts out his journal. Well, didn't smell so nice. Day today. four smelled a little bit like paprika. Worried. I wonder if we should do a Twitter poll. Do you waft or not? <laughs> to waft or not? To yeah. waft or not? To waft? Yeah. Marissa said it. no. It's so stupid. She's not even putting the poll up. She said no, she, when she's afraid. Yeah. Eight, eight, six her. ABC will steal it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm reading her facial expressions. <laughs> Casey and I are being honest. Yeah, over here, here we are. Uh, disgusting. Re- <laughs> Researchers from two universities. By the way, I just farted so loud and you guys didn't even hear it. Just now? Yes. Loud? Loud. He was farting over here, rolling his back that out. That was a fake fart. I, was, I promise you, Kathy. By the way, <clears throat> I don't believe you. Right. Yeah. About that, that being they, a fake fart? Or no, over here just now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marissa, at, at about 7.44 and 30 seconds. I know. The, I, I walked by the the uh, the Pierre studio, yeah. and you were let rip. I did. Yeah, and I do that for Connor. Connor usually oh. gives me a, he gives me a grade on my. Uh, all right. On my... It's, it's just guys are different. That's all. You they guys are, are yeah. different. There you go. Thank you. Females. Yeah. Much um, more gross. Uh, so I will. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so researchers from two universities found that puppy pe- dog tails and stuff like that, right? That people across the world ranked mm. different odors in a similar way. Uh, researcher uh, Austin Arashman explains odor preferences have a personal, although not cultural, component. Specifically, the study found that odor m- molecule determines whether a smell is pleasant or not. Yeah. 
So participants participants ranked vanilla as the best smelling odor. I I love the smell of vanilla. I do too. I love love the smell of um uh you know we were talking about being at uh, when the the Giroux the final game yeah (laughs) the fried food yeah fried food like and and I don't eat a lot of fried food but I love it. Okay, so the best smelling odor is vanilla, followed by ethyl butyrate. Which smells like peaches, it says. Okay. Mm, I love the smell of like a strawberry cream. Mmm. Nice. Do you like lavender? Do you like that smell? No, I used to. Yeah. I like it, like, but it yeah. can be overwhelming. It's sometimes. a spa smell to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, is this um, like just an overall smell, or is it um, like where are they getting it's the your farts? <laughs> no. No. Where are they getting the smells from? Oh, the I, I, I don't know how the study was the fart done. store. So it's just overall, they're saying uh, uh, vanilla is what people most enjoy. Yeah, the, the 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 most common odor that we all appreciate would be vanilla. Okay. All right. Followed by this other one, uh, ethyl butyrite, which smells like peaches. Participants disliked the smell of isovaleric acid, which can be found in many foods, including cheese and soy milk, but mm. also foot sweat. Oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. Foot sweat. <laughs> so that's a body one. odor is, uh, I don't know if that's akin to that, but but rancid, dank body odor will make me gag. Well, and there's, there's crossbreeding there sometimes, too, because like, uh, sometimes if you get bad body odor, you kind of smell a little oniony, right? Mm-hmm. And so like yeah. the, there are the, the, like the same the hoagie hormone. smell. It's, that's what I call it. Yeah, it yeah. really is. The what Italian hoagie smell. Sm- that foot mm. smell is something else. It is not that uh, hoagie smell. It's what? people who have smelly feet, it, yeah, it's right. bad. What think, is think, what is creating think, the onion smell? Because I Nick, think they that, pointed out something that's very accurate. I think that's more armpit. Smell. Yeah, armpit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. armpit smell. No, the foot is like I want to say the S word. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> what about halitosis? We can dump. Oh yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Uh, but it's a different it's a different kind of bad. All right. Anyhow, so. Um, uh, also, that should, um, that should break out album, a different kind of band. They add <laughs> Preston Elliott, a different, different kind, kind of band. band. <laughs> The study uh, author adds that a possible reason why people consider some smells more pleasant than others, regardless of culture, is that such odors increase the chances of survival during human evolution for whatever reason. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, and I'm probably not, uh, that that, um, different cultures will receive different smells in a different way. Yes, but but it, but this study says that this is cross culturally. So that people will uh, uh, pretty much everyone can agree with uh, you know yeah. some considerations, but but an overall sense that vanilla is pleasant. So funny you should mention because last night I was watching, I was thinking of uh, the show and us and, and uh, Master Chef Junior, I guess it is. Okay, uh, and so they gave these kids who are crazy talented chefs. Um, uh, the the uh, a box of uh, ingredients, you know, Gordon Ramsay presents it in that box. Preston, they they collected. They had durian. Oh, really? They had mungfish. Oh, oh, they had all this stuff that's like horrible, and they had to make something edible and enticing. And the kids, for the most part, did it. But a big chunk of durian. Kathy, because <laughs> I'm just thinking about farts again. Oh, um, oh good. Okay. Uh, so Chuck and I were laughing a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we were crying laughing about. I so terribly want to, like, fart audibly loud in, like, the most inopportune time. Like, would you find the humor in that at of all? Of course you would. You have. You've done no, that. No, no, I mean, like, standing in the line for a wake or something like that. Or um, on an elevator with a with 
full of strangers. Yes. No, I would, yeah, because it wasn't me, I might laugh. Okay. When I have to experience it and be here with you, it's not good. Okay. But uh, in that scenario, but I would you love to. S- I would love to see a video of you in an elevator with a stranger and okay. just letting it go. I just mm-hmm. want to do it with a well, okay. with a, with a whore. No, no, no. Oh. Would it be better with one person or like a uh, an elevator no, full? No, one, 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 one person. It's your experiment. Insanely uh, uncomfortable <laughs> yes. and awkward. If you have other people in there, you, they, at least they have some company to feel that awkwardness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With. Okay. But I think with one other solitary person, like right. if you were like, "Oh gosh, I'm so sorry," I, I <laughs> and then bad. Casey, you have to turn to him and go, "Did you hear that?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's it for the junk drawer oh, for now. Man. I'm sorry. We got guests and stuff coming up, and we got to stay on time for MMR's concert cash, uh, which is coming up next. So we will do that very thing. We'll take a quick break. Come back in a moment. We'll get to the B file and your chance to win five hundred dollars in MMR BQ tickets. And then Kevin Smith will yes. be joining us. So stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know what? Today we have we have sunshine on a Friday. It's a beautiful thing. I think we need to crank up our anthem oh, yeah. Yeah. and get the weekend going in official form. Here we go. Official now. We got our weekend friends. All right, let's do the B5. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Natural Lawn of America, safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seating every year. Holla. Call it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Call 800 Free Seed Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. <laughs> a listen to this story. Oh my God! And and it all surrounds a very serious event. But a prospective juror for the sentencing of Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz. Oh yeah. Asked the judge to dismiss her from duty earlier this week, claiming she didn't have enough time to fulfill fulfill her civic duty because. She's both married and has a sugar daddy. Yeah, her her oh, schedule wow. just won't permit it. Uh, this is this is ludicrous. A uh, the selected jurors will eventually determine whether Cruz will face the death penalty or life in prison. He killed seventeen people at Majory Stoneman, a Douglas High School. 
where he was once a student on Valentine's Day 2018. Jurors will have to agree to the death penalty unanimously in order for him to receive such a sentence. Otherwise, he's going to face life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, hours into the jury selection process, uh, Circuit Judge Elizabeth Scherer asked if she had missed anyone with concerns or questions. And she asks uh, in the video of the proceedings, pointing off camera toward one of the prospective jurors, she says, do you have a question? And eventually she identifies her as Miss Bristol. Uh, And she says to the judge, uh, this is a whole entire month. First of all, let me clarify myself. July 2nd is my birthday. July 4th is my son's birthday. And the 18th is my other son's birthday. So she's got birthdays. Oh, just, just she's got a lot what to handle. Do here? Yeah. So the judge asks her to speak slower. She says, don't talk too fast. We have to be able to understand. So you said that the July, there's dates in July that you're not available. What are those dates? And then she goes through and gives the dates. And then she goes, I need to figure something out. I have my sugar daddy that I see every day. The judge kind of cocks her head to the side and goes, I'm sorry. (laughs) And she goes, my sugar daddy. And the judge says, okay, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, but, you know. And then she goes, well, I'm married and I have my sugar daddy. And I see him every day. All right. And uh, the judge goes, all right, uh, ma'am. We'll come back to you, okay? <laughs> uh, then she instructs jurors that uh, whose names are called to fill out a questionnaire before the audio stream is muted at that point. Uh, Bristol wasn't the only prospective juror to ask to be dismissed. Several others cited uh, family commitments, work, previously booked travel plans. Uh, some did not sufficiently speak English, and others had health issues. And all 12 jurors and eight alternates will be selected. But this was her excuse. I have a sugar daddy, and, and it, I need to see him every day. It worked, right? They, they, I think oh, they, I didn't yeah, see a follow-up yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought, Dude, Was thought she dismissed? I think she was dismissed, yeah. Oh. If you could just, Nick, Nick yeah, if you could yeah. check on that, I think she was. Uh, the sentencing phase of Cruz's murder trial is expected to stretch from June through September. And listen, there are other reasons why people get dismissed. It may oh, yeah. not have been the whole sugar no, daddy it thing. Could be that she even brought it up. But the fact that she brought it up <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like, okay, man, whatever. Maybe we don't need her on the jury. All right. The trial of a self-published romance writer accused of fatally shooting her chef husband started on Monday. Nancy Crampton, uh, Nam- uh, I'm sorry, Nancy Crampton Brophy has remained in custody since her arrest in September 2018, facing murder charges in the death of Daniel Brophy. Uh, Brophy was killed as he prepped for work at the Oregon Culinary Institute in Portland. He was alone in the kitchen when he was killed. Uh, There were no obvious suspects, but he was found dead in his classroom and students began arriving. Nancy Crampton uh, is a self-published romance writer uh, who years before her husband's death penned an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) At the start of the trial Monday, the judge had to end up in the bizarre file. Announced that the essay would uh, would be excluded from the trial's evidence, but uh, Brophy's death remained a mystery until his wife's arrest. And authorities have never publicly disclosed another suspect. Investigators determined there were no signs of force or struggle and no signs of robbery. Brophy still has had his wallet, cell phone, and car keys with him, so it didn't seem like it was a you know right, right. A robbery motive. Uh, traffic cameras show. Uh, Crampton Brophy's minivan approaching and departing from city streets near the Institute close to the apparent time of the shooting. Looks pretty ironclad. But the fact that she penned something called, uh, or a an essay, How to Murder Your Husband, seems a little funky. <laughs> By the way, yes, uh, the woman was excused in that, okay. in that previous story, Steve. Uh, this doesn't seem like a very good way to set your students up for success. A middle school teacher in Port Orange, Florida, was arrested on Tuesday for playing loud music with the intent to disrupt students taking the Florida statewide assessment test. 
The incident was posted on... Aren't you supposed to help them take the test? Yeah. On Instagram Live, as it was happening, uh, Port Orange police say that art teacher Martin Reese was arrested for disrupting school function and for disorderly conduct and has since been fired from his position at Creekside Middle School. Uh, No word on his motives. Maybe he hates... Standardized testing. That's quite know. possible. And so what better yep. thing to do than to screw up the kids? Hang on. I have, I have two. Uh... <laughs> oh, good thing you have water. I take a sip. Thank you. Pardon yeah. me for that pause. Oh, no, you have to. By a God. fox that bit at least nine people is a follow-up story. Oh, it was a red fox, right? Uh, it was a red fox, yes. that bit at least nine people, including a U.S. Up, <laughs> U.S. lawmaker near the U.S. Capitol earlier this week tested positive for rabies after being euthanized. Oh, boy. Representative Amy or Ami Barra uh, told reporters Tuesday that he was the victim of an unprovoked attack by a fox while taking a walk the day before. He said, I felt something lunge, totally unprovoked, at the back of my leg. Capitol Police... (laughs) Capitol Police said uh, in a Tuesday tweet that they had captured the fox after an extensive search. Uh, D.C. Department of Health officials said on Wednesday that there were at least nine confirmed bites by the fox... Oh, nine times nine. he bit people, yes. Hit him uh, nine times? Yeah. Nine it, times. It's crazy. Nine times. Nine times. And it was humanely euthanized so it could be tested for rabies. The department said the D.C. Public Health Lab has confirmed that the fox uh, captured yesterday tested positive for rabies. There you go. Uh, D.C. Health is contacting all human victims who were bitten by the fox. Uh, Barrett told reporters on Tuesday that he wasn't sure if the fox's teeth had broken the skin, uh, but that he later received several doses of uh, immunoglobulin, a tetanus shot, so, and the first dose of the rabies vaccination at a hospital in the city. If you don't get treated, can you become a werefox? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. More than likely. Yeah. I would think so. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File this morning. You got about two minutes left to enter the word amount for MMR's concert cash giveaway. So make sure that you do that now. The word is amount, A-M-O-U-N-T. We want you to win, but you got to enter in order to do it. We'll take a break. When we come back, Kevin Smith on our show. Mammoth and Dirty Honey are carrying the rock flag for the next generation. If you were at their show at the Fillmore a few nights ago, you know exactly what I mean. Relive the gig with our concert gallery posted at WMMR.com and watch an interview hosted by me, Brent Porsche, in Studio Z. So, we have not heard from Kevin Smith. Uh, He apparently had an event last night. This is his wife's birthday. It was his wife's birthday, and they were going to a Broadway show? They went to see Funny Girl, and he, Uh, he, he, so it was, and I said to Casey, I mean, if he's... And he was doing it up big for for his wife. So if he you know doesn't make it today, we certainly understand. Yeah, Kevin's a bud, so it's, yeah, it's all good. But uh, I'm sure he got he, he got quite busy and tied up you last gotta, night. So. You got to celebrate your wife's birthday, yeah. but you never know. He might check, and yeah. we'll find out about that. But in the meantime, uh, Steve, you made me aware that today is Rex Manning Day. Yes. Okay. So here's the deal. I really don't know Empire Records that well. I know. Shut your mouth, because it's uh, Marissa's like favorite movie. I'm a junk food fan of Empire Records because I think it's so cheesy. It's tri- the way Reality Bites, in many ways, tried to capture the spirit of a time and and becomes wonderful in that it didn't quite pull it off. I think Empire Records is that as well. Okay, there's this over the top melodrama along with crazy comedy. It's like. You're trying to nail how how kids are, are of that time talking. It's it's off the mark. Okay, but 
That's actually what makes it, I think, so endearing and okay. why I always watch it whenever it's on. I bought the uh, anniversary collection Blu-ray, so today is the day, Rex Manning Day. So Rex Manning was the rock star yes. who was going to come by the record store for an appearance, and that was Rex Manning Day, right? Right, right. And I guess that was April 8th? Yes. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, Marissa, why do you love that movie so much? Guys, I just giggled like a little schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like young Marissa is freaking out right now, never imagining that she would be working on the biggest radio show in Philadelphia <laughs> and talking about, Connor, do you mind grabbing that phone? Talking about <laughs> the movie. I This CD used to be in my disc man, and I would just walk around all day long listening to this. And it just, I think it was everything about um, being kind of an outcast. Uh, Everybody worked in a record store. They weren't the cool kids, but they were like the cool kids to me because they worked in a record store. Right. You know, they shaved their head. They wore um, hippie clothes. The one girl drove a Bronco. And they they wouldn't be, they wouldn't sell out to the man, which is always the thing. Like Rex Manning represented the man. Okay. And and so uh, he was coming in and he was this big... Uh, and who is it? Debbie Mazer was uh, the cool record rep yeah. who saw, saw through his act. And everybody fulfills their, their classic MTV sort of role, Preston. Okay. Uh, but... And that's kind of the charm, right? Yeah, so it's like yeah. a day in the life. It's a slice. It's one day, and um, the it starts where um, one of the employees learns that the record store is going to close, and so he finds money. He takes it to Atlantic City, thinks that he can bet it all, win extra money, save the record store, but he loses it all, obviously. Okay. So um, they find out that the money that he had stolen, um, the manager was actually going to buy the record store from the person that was going to sell it to the big conglomerate that was taking it over. And um, when the, when this fight, and it also is Rex Manning Day, so Rex Manning is this, uh, I don't want to say, oh, a past his peak um, singer yeah. who is trying to revitalize his career and all of these later in life women are like coming up and saying like, oh my God, you were my favorite artist in high school and kind of he's having this moment. Everyone's having a moment. All right, Everyone's so, having a moment. So, and then they plan a concert and save the world. All right. Well, while you're while you're telling that, I also uh-huh. I've forgotten that there were actually some big celebrities in this. Yeah. Renee Zellweger and and Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Who else? So I know, uh, I know there's Anthony other people. Paglia is the is the uh, record store owner. Okay. Debbie Rob, Mazer. Robert Tooney or Robin Tooney. Right. Robin Tooney. Uh, oh, Robin Tooney. Head. She's the one who the, shaves her head from the craft. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. like Roy Cochran a lot. He's in the yep. Days and Confused, and um, he was also in Argo. He's <laughs> one of the guys that ends up uh, going to the. Uh, Embassy uh, as a, you know... Exactly right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did as well. Fun fact, Tobey Maguire was in this as an extra character because when this movie was originally made, it was two days, and then they cut it out to be one day, and there's like one scene where you can see him. All All right, right. quick question. I I keep bringing this up, and I'm probably been wrong every every time I brought it up. The guy guy who steals the money. Yes, Rory uh, Lucas. Is is he... did we determine he's not in Black Mass? Because I thought he was. I don't think so. Okay. All right. If we can finally completely determine that. I think that. he was in Black Mass. Yes. Yeah. Is. You're the one you were saying he, uh, yeah. Uh, he is. Okay. He's in Black Mass. He's all also right, in right. Argo and he's in Dazed and Confused. All right. Yeah. I know okay. who he is. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. We're all good. We're yeah, covered. We're, it, is right, a, it is a fun, <laughs> to me, it's on this. I like it a little bit more than, for me, FM is a similar movie, which purports to tell you what the world of radio is like. But uh, in both kind of missing the mark, I find Empire Records a little bit more enjoyable to watch. And Ethan Embry was in that, too. Yeah, he's Ethan Embry, the, yeah. the bass player from uh, That Thing You Do. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. So Rex Manning Day today. And Marissa pointed out that actually uh, there's a place on South Street uh, called uh, South Street Art Mart. 
at 4th and South, and they are having Rex Manning Day today. Do we have the Rex Manning song, Marissa? We do. It's ready to rock. Oh, this is, so this was his hit? He, the, yeah. the video, he was promoting this song, yes. Okay, here we go. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. <laughs> That's the song. That's the song. You call me on my car phone with a gym and sit quiet. You say you need a little of my hula hula. I know you get lonely in your canopy bed. But say no more, baby. I'll be running everywhere. By the way, fun fact, Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the actor who played um, Rex Manning is the um, is the John Travolta ish character in Greece too. Maxwell. Oh, Colesville. that guy. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at his other uh, credits, and I really don't see much. He was married to the woman, uh, and might still be, uh, who played. I think her name is Juliet Mills. She played the nanny and nanny the professor. Steve, okay. he's Bob Guccione in Pam and Tommy. That's right, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he's great. He exactly. nails okay. that. Uh, I guess an impression of Bob Gucci- Bob Guccione. You always talk like this. Yeah, yeah. And this month's penthouse. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking. If you at- want to see Beaver, you've come to the right place. <laughs> I am looking at the soundtrack, and there's there's a lot of the bands of that time, but songs that I just don't know. So, Maurice, you said you listen to it on your disc man all the time, but like, till I hear it from you, from Gin Blossoms, oh, Liar from the Cranberries. Yeah. Yep. Um, the oh wait, a girl like you, I know that one. Show me your Beaver from Bob Guccione <laughs> Jr. Uh, Bob Guccione. <laughs> and if you want to see Beaver, you've come to the right place. <laughs> Not like Playboy. We've got Beaver and tons of it. <laughs> grab some on the way out. <laughs> hey, it's the seventies. Yeah, yeah it's very some. liberal. Yeah, you um, got uh, Toad the Wet Sprockets on there. Uh, crackers on there. What song from Toad and Cracker? All right, so but I don't know this song. Crazy Life by Toad the Wet Sprockets. No, nope. how, nope. about, how about Cracker? Cracker is a whole lot of trouble. No, don't know that. Don't one know either. that one either. Right? Uh, then you have Evan Dando, the Ballad of uh, El Gudo. Okay. Do we know that one? Nope, I don't. No, me right. neither. And then uh, a, a few other bands that, that I've never heard of. I did like that time of music, so maybe I should go listen to some of this stuff. It's And again, I, Marissa's correct in that it's it's a fun movie, and the songs come fast and furiously, and... and um, what I love is the over is the overacting of like Renee Zellweger and all yeah. the, the the drama that takes place. By the way, the coolest break room of any record store of any store ever, right? This huge yeah. sprawling set. I yeah. mean, the Sam Goody and Ardmore was not that cool, and that's where I wonder. <laughs> right. But Case, I think this whole album is like, um, it's that 90s thing where they would just sell a song to be on a compilation or something like that, like a yeah. B-side. It's kind of like that uh, punk idea where, <laughs> die, I don't know what you guys are doing. But there is a we'll band, tell you in a second. There's a band called Coyote Shivers, and that guy's in it, and he, uh, fun fact, was married to Liv Tyler's mom. All right, oh. well, and then here's a, here's another one, Preston, maybe you can uh, <laughs> you have a nice segue. There's another band on that soundtrack called A. Hangers. Um, and speaking of hangers, Preston. <laughs> Casey just showed me a picture. Oh. Is it Jackie? Well, Marissa was talking. Oh, oh my it's God. Jackie Bam Bam's nuts. Oh, dear God. Is that Wait. the picture he sent to Chuck? That's... Can somebody so, get some clarification so what, on did, what the hell's happening? There's no way that was an accident. No, there's no, no way. It's not. It's I think not. it was, man. No way. No. It wasn't because other people got different pictures. Yeah. You didn't get the nuts. I didn't get it's any It's the shot. same picture, but he shot. has underwear on. It's a close up of his testicles. It's a, It's definitely. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's not, not a close-up. Close it's not a close-up. Oh, you zoomed in. Yeah, I zoomed in. Oh, 
Let me oh, see your face. <laughs> like, yeah. How could that be an accident? Yeah. It was a close-up <laughs> shot of a wrinkly nuts. In this month's penthouse, <laughs> Jackie Bam Bam's nutsack. He, oh, man. So Rex Manning Day is also now nutsack. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry about that. You've never seen it, you said, right, Preston? No, yeah, I've yeah. seen little bits and pieces of it. I, I probably should watch you, it. By the way, real real quick, let me yeah. mention this at uh, South Street Art Mart. Uh, they, um, if you buy anything big or small... Uh, you bring your repo receipt to the Art Mart for your chance to to spin the Lucas Prize Wheel. Oh, cool! Every spin is a winner, and they got some killer prizes like gift cards, shoplifter bags, and uh, Deb pin packs. Something. See, I don't know a lot of these references. Yes. Take a photo with sexy Rexy, and you can hit up the Empire themed vending machines. Uh, the movie and soundtrack will be playing all day long, uh, and it says, "Damn the man! Support your local record shops." Uh, so that is at uh, South Street Art Mart, which is a um, all uh, black um, LBGTQ owned. It's a black uh, female queer owned. Okay, thank store. you. Like me, yeah. like like Steve. Yeah. And they're teaming up with Repo Records around the corner too. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right, way to go, gals. That's really cool. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll watch it. Uh, I and I get it's. It's, you know, yeah. it's uh, uh augmented look right. at that time and what was going on mm-hmm. because but it was kind of a cool musical it, time. And I guarantee you, so there were a number of movies that tried to do this um, and, uh, you know, they'd tie in the record companies and they'd be behind it. I'm just, what, 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 where would you have been in your radio career at the time that came out? You would have what been... Year? What 90, year? Was 95. So you'd been just a couple... You'd been at... I, why? The, the next year I would have been at uh, at uh, DRE. That was DRE. right before right. I started working at WDRE. Yeah, so the... the yeah. Uh, I'm you know the, I'm sure I remember that they reached out to the various radio stations to get them to yeah. promote the movie. Alt-Rock was peaking. Yeah, like yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was like hitting its absolute peak. Yeah, and you'll love it because the, the guy who owns it, the manager, he like goes in and starts playing like ACDC and there's like Axl Rose references in it. All stuff that went over my head in 1995. But right. To watch it now is pretty cool. It used to be the coolest thing in the world. We talked about it before. To go to go to the Tower Records or to go to the same, go to any place like that yeah. was the coolest thing. You could hang out the entire afternoon or, or night and just uh, and you know that was your world. Somebody said there was a really trippy scene with Guar. <laughs> yes, was in the movie. in the movie. Yeah. Oh. So Nick Murphy and I are just talking about it. There's a moment where they eat special brownies. Oh. Ethan Embry, right? Ethan Embry mm-hmm. yeah. and the other guy. Uh, they start looking at it and they start tripping and they see themselves in the Guar getting eaten by the Guar uh, animal, whatever <laughs> that monster is. On right. Stage. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, Rex Manning Day today. Those of you who are Empire Records fans, rejoice. Don't want to spoil Damn anything, man. but. It, but it, uh, everything kind of works out at the end. So. I would guess so, probably. Um, speaking of movies, though, and, and by the way, is it, is it on Netflix? Do you think they, they have? I don't know. Yes, I'm, I'm sure they do. One of them, yeah. One, one of the streaming services. Watch it in Airheads. You'll have a great movie. Great weekend. In Airheads? Oh, yeah. I watched that recently. Airheads, actually, I think that holds up. What is it? I don't, I don't uh, Airheads, the, the movie where they, they take over the radio stations so they can play them. The, the oh, yeah. another Frasier. one that I've only seen little bits uh, of. I'm not as enamored of that. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a similar story to, like, FM, where they, you know, they take over the radio stations because they don't want to run ads for the military. Well, you can't do that for the man. I didn't see FM either. Yeah, uh, the radio movie that, and I try. I started watching this the other day. Uh, I don't know why I was wanted to show it to my daughter. I thought she might like it. There's something that she's oh, she uh, uh, Caroline loves Heather's. 
Okay. Yes, okay. way into the movie, yeah. Yeah. which oh. is bizarre. And so, pump up the pump volume. Up the volume yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you like, you know, that's um, um, what's his name, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. I'm like, well, here's another movie He's that really... I thought was really cool because I was getting into radio that when it came yeah. out, and I started watching it, I was like, mm, maybe this doesn't this, quite hold the up. The Citizen Kane of radio movies is Private Parts, right? By yeah, far, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, and talk radio, talk radio as well. That's yes. a great one as Very well. Very well done. Yep. Uh, by Wait. the way, Empire Records is on Hulu right now. Huh. There you oh, go. Okay. okay. And then Helen Slater is the sister of Christian. Dude, that's right. That's right, right? They're not related, are they? I don't know. No. I might have made that up yeah. just yeah. to play that joke. All right. By the way, um, <laughs> speaking of, of streaming services and Netflix, there was uh, an uh, SNL last weekend. Uh, Pete Davidson had a bit. Right, about about uh, short movies. Yes, and it was a, um, uh, I guess it was a music... Uh, it was a music video talking about a lot of times you don't have time to sit down for a long movie. And, and so he loves, and they all in the video love checking the, the run time so they know if they can get the movie in. Did they call it short-ass movies? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. so now Netflix has created... Oh, no kidding. ...a short-ass movie... <laughs> Like playlist of good songs. for them, right? yeah. They, they, they jumped up. They were like, "Hey, <laughs> might a, as well." They said it's a good idea, uh, so they have now created that where you can go on and find movies that are under like an hour and forty five. I find like now that. more than ever, and uh, maybe uh, Nick Murphy can back me up on this. It used to be like I think one hundred and ten minutes was kind of the average of a movie. That's yeah. crazy. And, and now um, it's a TV show. Now you um, you have you have movies that are far longer. Like like the oh, Batman yeah. was two yeah. hours and and. Fifty minutes. Uh, no time to die was in that in that realm. I mean, you have these really long movies, and I think you're, they're doing that because people are are binging shows now. So right. people are in sort of like regular practice, one hour uh, mode. Uh, 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 no, I would say of, of like three hour mode. Well, but, people but, will but, but I mean, watch... per you know, like if you yeah. can you can knock out a whole episode in an hour. In an hour, but, but you can binge and sit. Yeah, and okay. people will sit there for three hours and watch three four episodes or whatever. Okay. But it's 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 like it's, but it's like you said the other the other day, Preston about. Or somebody was saying about uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League. Oh, it's four hours, but you watch five. You watch five, five yeah. or six hours yes. show. Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing. Yep. You know what movie is really short, and I never realized it until I bought it on DVD because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. But Better Off Dead, I feel like it might be like an hour and a half long. Which... Yeah, you know what movies like that were about ninety minutes. Yeah. Some super short movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a great movie. Short short ass I still movies. love that movie. Sure. I, you know what? I have not shown my kids. That or one crazy one crazy summer. summer. Yeah, I wonder if they might dig the kind of slapstick nature of. Do you those. think they would respond to American Graffiti? Because mm. I think it's sort of timeless. I, well, that's a good question. Yeah. It might be a little too too old for them. Yeah, with the uh, with with going back to the fifties, you know. Right. So, uh, but it's a fun movie. It is it's very Great. good. Steve, you would know this when they say running time. Does that include the credits at the end? Uh, you know, a case. Uh, I believe it's the running time for the entire movie with the credits, but I'm not sure okay. because That's... sometimes you'll have you'll have an additional. Um, you know, it seemed like the, the credits will go on for ten minutes. Yeah. When when I that's what I'll do when yeah. I when I see the 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 running time, I'll subtract ten minutes. And I'll Especially say that's probably how long just the Marvel well, movies. <laughs> Nick, doesn't it suck when you're so you're on? You know, you're looking at the menus of, of things that are on, and you're like, oh, uh, like Death Wish is is ending. And you, you, oh, I can click into the last sequence, you know, quickly. And when you, you click over and it says, you know, by Panavation, the credits yeah, are yeah. Son of a bitch! Right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does It does count the credits. And yeah, Marvel credits routinely are like five minutes long. And, and then when you're in the theater, 
you sit there and you wait for the whole thing, and then you you know could the get best to the thing post, to, to ever happen to key grips, Nick. Absolutely, is, yeah. because yeah. all those people that would summarily be ignored. Yeah. Um, you know, we're uh, are, are now everyone's reading all the credits now. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you guys because I, I have this thing that I regularly do now that I'm waiting for end credits. Do you do something? I, I play this little game while watching the credits and it's try and find every name of, of every person in my family. I do not. You I do not do, play okay. that game. Yeah. No. That's when I rub one out. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my God. You do? Wait. Do <laughs> you uh, Do you usually no. find all of your family no, members' I have names? No, because I have to. Well, well I just, is it just your my immediate family. Your, your immediate family. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, no. Uh, but we used to, I remember, sit there and point out weird names. Yeah. You know, uh, so names that were that were just, or, or well, uh, um, job descriptions that were like, what the hell did they do? Like a key grip and best boy. And the Zucker like brothers did that. With the, they had, maybe it's top secret. They, they had a whole, like, their, like every third name was a fake <laughs> name and a fake movie job. Oh, and uh, you know who does that brilliantly is at the end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, yes. Yeah, Their yeah. credits are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody gets sacked and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the Zucker brothers, real quick, uh, Winning Time on HBO, uh, they, they show the scene where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is... Uh, Filming airplane, right? And then they cut to the guys writing the movies. It's actually the Zucker Brothers. So really? like, okay, put the, those guys in, and uh, Dan Abram, I think, yes. is the other guy's yeah, name. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they actually, the Zucker Brothers have a, a little cameo in Winning Time in the first episode with Kareem shooting uh, the scene from I'm, the airplane. I must, I must have fallen asleep then because I watched the first episode. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's, and and uh, Kareem, the guy playing, it's a great show. I don't yeah. know we're talking about something else, but That's Kareem right. is terrific, and the guy playing Magic Johnson is terrific. But Kareem. In, I, I want to know if this is real because in that episode of Winning Time, you know, Kareem is kind of mean to the kid that comes up in the cockpit. Yeah. Offset, he was also really mean to the kid. And yeah. I don't know if that's based on anything really? legit. Really? Yeah, yeah. I heard. Oh, I heard. He could be a real dick. I, and I think yeah. he's calmed down since then. I, I think like he's so. felt some peace in his life, found some peace in his life or whatever. But yeah, he's not nice to that kid. He's like, can we get a picture together? And he just goes, hey, kid. F off. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a TV show. I don't know how legit it is. I not, but... We need to find out. Yeah. We need to, we need to ask Adam McKay. All right. If there, if there are rumors that, uh, that that had actually taken place, I can't imagine they would put it in. And my guess is that, that there was a rumor. Yeah, oh, and then that's where they went with it. Oh, that kind of sucks. It sucks to know that. Yeah. Um, well, listen, uh, speaking of shows that are on streaming services, uh, I saw this article, a uh, new survey from Nielsen that found... That nearly half of users, 46%, say that they feel overwhelmed by having so many choices, which we've talked mm-hmm. about before. Yes, yeah. uh, the continued growth in content has also led to an increase in time people spend streaming, uh, with it up 18% in February from a year earlier. So even more streaming is happening now. Uh, but despite feeling overwhelmed by content, respondents don't plan on cutting back on their streaming services. Are you the streamerer now? I'm the streamerer. <laughs> well, I don't know if I I do focus it. on one, though. Like, you know, like you kind of have your go to, you focus on that. And then if somebody tells me about something else, then I'll go. If you don't do that, it's, it's folly. I agree with you. You have to lock and load. Like, like that's the way we got through dope sick, you know? Okay. Just boom. I'm just going to do this one. Okay. I'll try to remember that. But I try also not to recommend shows to people because they've, (laughs) most everyone I know is juggling three or four that they're trying to get to anyway. I, I make a list. Unless someone actively asks. Do you have any good suggestions? Because it's too... You, and then you feel the onus is on you. Now I have to watch it. I'll make a list, and I keep it, and I will do... I will right. go through one show. Like, I'll focus on one show, finish that, and then move on to the next. By the way, I did watch Bridgerton, um, and it was really, two? Was it yeah. Was it better than season one? No. There, I was talking to Angela. She was doing my hair the other day, and she went, oh, 
there wasn't as much sex in it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not nearly as much sex, but um, it is. It was still really good. I enjoyed it. I see what they're doing with it. Um, and they, you know, completely set it up All for right, another season. And that's season. Netflix, right? Uh, Bridgerton is Netflix, so yeah. that's what I gravitate to. And then I will make a list. Like, if you guys tell me something, I'll, I'll put that in my list on my phone. And that way, if, you know, Bridgerton's over, I don't have anything to watch, I go to the list. I'm like, okay, this is on on Hulu. I can watch this now. Right, right. Yeah, we've been kind of, I, I noticed that too. I'll, I'll hover on one for a while. So, like, it's been Netflix lately because we, I, I watched uh, Inventing Anna and now Caroline and I are rewatching Stranger Things, getting ready for the yes. first season coming up. So mm. I'm spending time there. But a little while ago, uh, I was Hulu. I was on um, I was on Apple Plus for a okay. while because I watch a few different shows there. So yeah, I, I didn't really notice that. But I'll I'll gravitate towards one yeah. for a well, while, and then I'll leave that and go to another and watch a couple shows there. While you're on that one, you're seeing the teasers for the other shows, yeah. and that's what keeps that's you in, be, yeah. in that atmosphere. So that's so a servant. When you get back into Apple, I'm, I'm yeah. doing servant, which is do really good. Oh, that's- that's what I just started. And Hulu, Hulu is <laughs> Pam and Tommy, and then uh, what else did I get? Oh, uh, Life and Beth is really good. Right, uh, with, with Amy Schumer. Schumer. I wrote that down. It's yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got Kid <laughs> 90, which is the Soleil Moon Fry documentary. Too much. Um, Bad and- Vegan. Highly recommend. That's the one. That's, that's the one you told me I need to watch. Yeah, that's uh, four episodes, limited series, and okay. uh, they're each about an hour long, and uh, it's sort of like uh, the Tinder swindler, Steve, right, and, right. and it's this lady who's a vegan owner, uh, vegan restaurant owner in New York, and it's a fascinating story. Which, by the way, there I think that, that there has been a glut lately, and maybe it's just me noticing this, now I'm the noticer. Oh, wait. I <laughs> thought um, you were the streamer. I've been streaming lately and noticed at the same time uh, that there have been a lot of popular shows about people that just are horrible liars. Yes. Just flat out liars. Because I watched Inventing Anna. It's about a a compulsive liar. I'm now watching uh, the one about Elizabeth Holmes, the uh, Uh, Theranos. uh, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. It's really good. Yeah. So far, I'm loving it. And then there was, uh, yeah, the bad vegan one. Yeah. So I, why we're just compelled by this stuff, right? Well, I think so. Yeah. Well, what happens? Gotten, what happened? The, the Elizabeth Holmes one? No, just all of them. They've gotten so far by lying. Well, yes. and like with inventing, and, and she, she still takes no ownership, None. no, no culpability. Right. And so I think ultimately, what it comes down to is that they are just manifestly sociopathic. Yeah. Because, you know. My wife was worried about some. Oh my God! This uh, this, um, this is going to go in a day late. I'm like, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You know, but well, I mean, the, the whole fake it till you make it thing. You can you put that that cute little phrase and yeah. say, "Well, they're just working really hard." Well, they're just lying. Just That's flat what, out Elizabeth Holmes people. Uh, yeah. The ultimate fake it till you make it. Yeah. Employing everything in the book and her deranged perception of everything, literally had a product. That did not work whatsoever. And I think we collectively are fascinated by cult-like behavior. Yes. And so, like, when you, when you talk about, like, uh, you know, the Scientology documentaries or any of these types of things, like, th- there is... There's this manipulation that happens from these liars, and because they're they're great at lying, they're so manipulative, manipulative that they get their victims to fall prey to what they're what they're setting up. And so you wonder, like, the psychology behind this this person who is the victim in it. How did they get to that point? And I find right. I find that fascinating. Yeah. Not that we're delving into inventing Anna, but I think because I, I heard you talk about it, or you were telling me, you know, your thoughts on it, and that mm-hmm. she she was a liar. But um, I kind of saw it a different way than you did, and because she was giving people money, she was paying some people back, and she was trying to do something. She was faking it till she made it so she could make am, the money. I am building something here. 
<laughs> I am building something. Shut up, you lying bitch. SNL did a great parody with uh, uh, Chloe Feynman. I, I, you've got to see it. If, after watching the show, you'll appreciate it. But she has spot-on impression. But it is that... Again, she's got in that accent. If you're oh and then that that nondescript, where's it from? It's even even ma- that was made up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you what are you wearing? Why are you, what are you wearing? Good. That looks terrible. That looks that that sounds good. Oh, I like that. God, I hated her. <laughs> hated her. But I love the show. Yeah, you know. Good. Well, you're supposed to be like it's with these like the Elizabeth Holmes and all. You're supposed to be okay. I'm I'm not as you a person, but what you did is pretty fascinating. Hey, by the way, Kyle has a uh, system on uh, picking a new show to watch. Uh This is because there is so much available. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? <laughs> Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? <laughs> that sounded spot on yeah. at the beginning there. All right, what's up, Kyle? What's up, guys? Yeah. I have a really fun method to find something if you feel really overwhelmed, and it works more times than it doesn't, okay? Okay. You, you ask Siri to give you a random letter of the alphabet, and then you look up the show that has the highest rating on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, that starts with that letter. Huh. Normal. It works more times than it doesn't. Or I just look for a show where the actors have every name in my immediate family. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, the algorithms for these these streamers are getting better at selecting shows. Do you guys do you guys pay attention to what they recommend for you? Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Um. Good, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. But um. Uh. I do. I found a couple of good ones. Have you? There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, every now and then something will, but a lot of times it's something I've already seen. You yeah. Know? I mean, if not on that platform, at least somewhere before. But I like that I like that system that Did Kyle you? has if you're really feeling. But they also have, uh, do you feel lucky, I think, on Netflix, right? Isn't that an option? Oh, or you just hit there? It, it'll it say, shoots you in the head. No. It's nothing but dirty hair. Who are you watching five or six shows? All the hubbub I forgot myself. Uh, or no, maybe I'm thinking I of for- Google. Yeah, it might be because I've never seen that on Netflix, and I, that's my go-to. I think there's uh, there's a button or something that that lets you. It'll throw something random at you and let you take a shot at it. But, it's called uh, second hole. Yeah, second hole. Christ. Oh <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Um, oh, I, I was going to say, how the hell did we get started on this conversation? Rex, it's Rex Manning. Rex right. Manning. Yeah, that's how we got started. <laughs> so, uh, what did I say? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Rex Manning Day. <laughs> Gotta go away. <laughs> have to change my name. And... <laughs> That's something I'm going to have to watch. I think I'm proud yes. of records. All right. We need to take a break. You know and... what, dude? We have so many things to give away, Preston. Can oh. you give something away? Yeah. Oh. Let me let me go to James yeah. real quick. Hi, uh, James. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Was there something that we're giving away? I think so. What is it? That's $500. $500. <laughs> We got a winner for MMR's concert cash, James. Someone can afford a jerk, mate. That's right. James, uh, where are you calling from, by the way? Well, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, from Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. Excellent. And in the country. Not only, James, are we going to give you $500, but we're giving you tickets to go to the MMR as well. So you got a concert to boot, my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Wait a minute. What were you? I, I got a note here. What were you doing uh, when you got the call, uh, James? Well, when I I got the call, I was holding the horse for the blacksmith. You were holding, holding a horse for the what? blacksmith. By the way, what now, year are you in right and now? now? <laughs> and now I'm walking a horse back from the racetrack in my hand here. I mean, from the oh, and from the racetrack. Where are yeah. you? Which which Dollar track? Park. Delaware Park. Hey! Dude, awesome. Are you? Uh, what, what do you do that uh, your job has you around horses like that, James? Well, I, 
Uh, I trained horses for a long time, but now I work for a guy from California. He just sent uh, some five horses. Very nice. Very cool. That's really awesome, James. Excellent. Well, listen, uh, thank you for listening, man. We really appreciate you. Thanks for playing along with Concert Cash, and we got that money and tickets for you. All right, great. Sounds good. I'd like to make that barbecue. <laughs> yeah, right. good, yeah, good, good man. man. I'm walking back. I'm going to ask her if she wants to go to that barbecue. Take the horse. All right, James, have a great week. And let's hear it. Yeah. All right, your next chance to win is coming up at 10 a.m. Another word, it is sponsored by AAA Distributor, and that's how it works right there, friends. But listen, the winning is just beginning. It is. It's a hackneyed radio <laughs> phrase. Uh, but I would like to give away uh, some tickets to see a show. It's coming up April 16th at the Met in Philadelphia, and it's the band Kaleo. This Icelandic rock band. They're really good. Yep, they've uh, they've been here. It's one of Casey's favorite bands. Uh, they've been here in the studio before. Uh, and they have their show Saturday, April 16th at the Met in Philadelphia. And I will take uh, callers 10, 11, and 12 at 215-263-WMMR and set you up with those. If you click concerts at WMMR.com, you'll get the complete details on tickets being on sale. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay close. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. (laughs) Friday, and uh, we usually like to dive into the world of food on Friday mornings, so... It's the weekend edition of The Connoisseur, and Mm. we love to eat. We do. We're going to eat and drink. We're going to start with the eat, though. Uh, And I saw this story a few days ago. I was holding on to it until uh, we got to connoisseur time. But a a Florida lawyer has filed a federal lawsuit accusing Burger King of false advertising over the size of its Whoppers (laughs) and is seeking class action status for this lawsuit. So, um, yeah, I was looking at the comparison pictures. There's a pretty decent difference. Mm. Anthony, what do they claim? It's like a third of a pound or something like that? Well, or? Anthony, here, here's the details on this. Anthony Russo's lawsuit contends that the fast food chain has portrayed its Whoppers in ads as being much larger than they are in reality, alleging that it began inflating the size of its burgers in ad images around September 2017, while claiming that the size of virtually every food item advertised by Burger King is, quote, materially overstated. Uh, Russo singles out ads for Whoppers, saying the burger is 35% bigger in them than in real life with double the meat. I'm a Whopper fan, by the way. I I am too, and I don't get them that often. No, I actually, no. I like the Whopper Junior. I think it's, yes. it's a better size. But Steve, I remember in the day, because you had, you know, you had the Big Mac versus the Whopper, and the Whopper always seemed like a larger option for me. It, it really did. So the Big Mac and the, the double Big Mac Junior, uh, if you're extra hungry, it's a little bit more manageable. But I, um, and again, it blew my mind that History Channel series about the people who feed us or fed us, whatever the name of it, the Whopper preceded the Big Mac. I remember you saying that. Yeah. But I have noticed, you know, I remember the, the, the last time I did dive into the Whopper is that it wasn't as big as I remembered it being. Well, mm. yeah, you know what? Uh, mm. Yeah. I like the both. I like both options. I, the, the Whopper, the flame broiled thing, I always liked it. And you brought up the Mac Jr. McDonald's. 
they they admit that I can't believe they quit on that. Yeah. I loved the Mac. Why would you do that? I it's the it was, perfect size. I thought it was great. Is there merit to a lawsuit with fast food advertising, though? I mean, like every time you ever watch any fast food ad, you know That's going into the restaurant, it it's like. not going to be totally. remotely what well, it looks well, like. Well, like you remember the Subway, so it wasn't a foot long. It was 10, 10 3 and three quarters. Yeah. Inch. And so, then they so had their tuna issue. The tuna too. is not tuna. Yeah. All those oh, things. Wait, I, what was it? It's some sort of type of like other a, fish. Yeah, fish, but but not. Tuna, particular cat. So yeah, no, it wasn't, I didn't think it was. <laughs> but I'll tell you this: what, you know, you're familiar with the term shrinkflation. No. This is an issue for a lot of people. It's going on right now because okay. yeah. inflation is increasing. So you get the same bag, but it has thirty percent less potato chips in it. Oh, so in other right. words, visually to the consumer, Man. it's like, well, this is what I'm always getting. You can't do that though. Yeah, I, mean, but, I mean, I remember years ago there was a um, a kid. Uh, had brought it up to, and I forgot which tuna company it was, but the canned tuna, there was more liquid in it than there right. was actual tuna, and they had to tr- change everything for that because he was right. It, well, it's advertised this amount. You if know? It's, but what they'll do is they'll have the same bag size, and they will correct the weight. Oh, okay. So All they right. will, so to, but to your yeah. passive eyes. You're not right, thinking yeah, about that. Exactly. You're thinking what you've always gotten in there. The right. Interesting, Steve. I didn't know that. So, yeah, we'll have the ounces. The yeah. ounces in it. Okay. Uh, so whether or not this has legs, I have no idea idea, uh, but... Um, this they shouldn't one. have legs on a burger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. No, they should cut those off. You, that, is that the cow's legs? <laughs> you can get that with chicken, but uh-huh. not... It's disgusting. Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> actually, now I'm in the mood for it. I spent a long time since I've had a Whopper. I could eat a Whopper right about so now. So this lawsuit has actually made us more hungry. There you go. We were talking about negative reviews earlier, and now we're stimulating def- business. <laughs> we're defensive of Burger King. There are no Burger Kings near here. There used to be right on City Line. There was? Yes. Around here? Yeah, none that I know of. There's one in Conshohocken. I yes. know that. <laughs> yep, there's one on, uh, yeah, that's on um, Germantown Pike, right? I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, I have, and no, I, I on, think they're um, drive through Where do you Ridge get your crown? Ridge. Ridge. Ridge yeah. yeah, it's on the, Ridge. Their drive through driveway is awesome. As a matter of fact, that driveway should be employed and implemented at all Chick-fil-A's because the Chick-fil-A's are always so crowded. They're so, so again, uh, Wait, was what? it Chick-fil-A that's not incorporating their new, or is it uh, Taco Bell, their new... Primarily drive-through a takeout place because there's so much that is done wrong in re- fast food drive-through, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the angle to the placement of, of mm-hmm. the window, all that stuff. Okay, so there's a couple of those of Chick Fil A's not far from me that do it right. Like yeah. they set up an extra stand or extra people standing out by. Oh yeah, I've per- seen yeah. that. They'll, they'll be they out, outside by yeah. the uh, uh, by the the menu that you pull up and, and order from, and they'll be taking your order. The Audubon and then, one, and then you pull up to another thing. There's somebody yeah. outside who's taking your payment, and then you have another, then you go to the window and you get your food. I'm like, man, you got it down to a science. So there's a, there's a picture of one of the Taco Bells I'm talking about up here. It looks like you're going through a toll booth on the interstate. I mean, that, that's how... Steve, it also looks like they'd send it through a pneumatic tube to you, like a burrito. Foop. Yeah. I think that, man, you. fire that burrito into my mouth. Wow. Okay. I just wish, though, I, and, and you can't do this with drive throughs but, like, it, it drives me bonkers when... Um, I wish just everything was just one single file line that when a, a register opens up, the next person goes to that register because you are – if you have somebody in front of you that, like, takes forever or, like – I mean, it just – Well, that's it, well, it really Chick, Chick-fil-A's got that system. They, they do have it's, yeah. it's the uh, It's the cattle shoot. And then you step up and wait for the next register to open, and then you go up to them. That's kind of how you have to do well, it. Well, let me tell you something. Place. Years ago, I remember – well – yeah, yeah. I remember years ago, like at the Burger King, bringing. Mem- 
Memories of Burger King, <laughs> uh, but that you, there would be like six or seven lines, and yeah. you just you'd, you'd get on whatever it wasn't yeah, the just, cattle shoe. You just pick a right, you know, pick and, a line. Yeah, I, I hate. But that. now what's going to happen too is because a lot of them are switching to the iPad auto- automation or whatever they have. So there'll be like five. Or, it'll be like when you get to the airport and you're getting your ticket. Yeah, one of the kiosks. I use the kiosk at uh, Panera, which, by the way, my buddy Steve and I went there the other day. It took an hour. <gasps> what? what? An hour to get yeah. food? Panera order. Yes, you waited. Yeah. Oh, I what do you know like, was going to take that long? Yeah. I'd been like, I'm done. But they, I, my they, the, the people behind the counter were... Cancel our muffin tops, please. They were apologizing. <laughs> they were saying, look, we're, we're way backed up. Yeah. So, yeah, it took for freaking I, ever. But they, they do the kiosk thing and, and uh, the, the, the order pad thing. I like that at places like Wawa. It's easy to do. Yes. But at, at a place like that, I like to I like to order from a person. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I don't mind it. The uh, less people I have to talk to, the better. What if something that approximates a person? <laughs> I think people feel that way, the too. The less Kathy. human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Was that? Was like, it's not they... a person. <laughs> what is that back there? Are they really going to let this one pass? <laughs> <laughs> I Two think the burgers, people, please. The people feel the same way. <laughs> oh my god! That's I've known yeah. you for twenty five years, and that's awful. the most disgusting yeah, thing yeah, I've yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Oh my goodness! That's behind the register. It doesn't have to. It's human like. <laughs> human like. Yeah. So you get a little bit of what you're looking a for little. with some sort of cybernetic implantation. Hi, I'm I'm ready to order, please. <laughs> Ew, ew, oh ew, my god! Ew. It's so bad, right? Another connoisseur thing that we can yeah. talk about. Actually, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is this is potentially city beat. This could be city beat Ooh. or connoisseur. But I got this. Uh, sometimes I get these media alerts from uh, local restaurants, um, and I love this idea. So, City Winery is hosting a spring sangria making class. Ooh. So you guys are sangria fans? Yes. I love it, man. And, and is fact, it very sweet? It's very sweet. It's dangerously yummy, Nick. Would you agree? Yes, you can it's uh you take you drink too much. Yes. <laughs> you just it's it's way too easy to drink a lot so of it. So is that Nick is would that would the would the virgin version of sangria Well, Steve, work? I mean I, I know I don't that, drink. Yeah, but even like they're not that heavy in the alcohol. Well, they maybe they are, okay. but whatever. You could have one and be okay with it because of the sweetness. Like it wouldn't. I don't think the acid reflux or any of that stuff. I don't think it would bother you. I All think right. you could have a, a sangria and be okay. I, I think the only way they could make a virgin sangria for Steve would just be with like grape juice or something. Yeah, like non-alcoholic that. Because, wine or whatever. Yeah, because, or non-alcoholic wine. I yeah. didn't think of that because it's mainly wine. I had a virgin. But they add fruit to really uh, sweeten it up. Some of them do work well. And now the the um, what do they call them? The uh, mocktails. Yep. Mock. Uh, yeah, I had a a virgin mojito, and I thought it was oh, really that's good. Really good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rochelle drinks mocktails. That's yeah. it. She loves them. So, um, but I, I am a fan of uh, of sangria, and so they are. And it says here the description says take your bartending skills to the next level with the City Winery Bartending 101 series. Enjoy the day learning about different cocktails and spirits as you take on three different sangria recipes. To welcome sunshine uh, with uh, basic bartending knowledge explained through the class. So it's going to be April 14th at 2 p.m. Uh, they're on Filbert Street uh, in Philly. And you can just, I, I guess, go to the website, go to the City Winery uh, website and sign up for that. I really would like to take a, a bartending, not like a full, you know, how to become a bartender. Mixology. Course, yeah. But, but to learn, in fact, uh, my buddy's son, Zach, is a top-notch mixologist and during the pandemic we did a virtual one with him and, and he taught us how to make some pretty cool cocktails it's the hard part is remembering 
uh, the amounts and, and the ingredients. If, but if you're good at it, and if you can get, like, again, I was watching this MasterChef Kids thing last night. Mm-hmm. If you're a kid and you can cook like that, or you're you're like a young, let's say you're at the age 17, 18, 19, you know, mm-hmm. technically before legally you can drink, but you learn how to do this stuff, yeah. and you're good at it, I yeah. mean, to me, that's that's a profession. Uh, yes. That could be a lifelong profession. Yeah, a high-end so bartender, somebody, somebody yeah. who works at a really, really good restaurant, I would imagine, can make a pretty solid living, and then eventually you can become like a bar manager and right. things like that, so... Um, but um, this is a uh, a class that's available, and it's going to be Saturday, April fourteenth at City Winery. So I thought I would mention that. What else? Uh, let's see. We got I got a lot of booze stories here. Um, how about? All right, I thought this was kind of fun, uh, and you may think it's a bit excessive, but a Pennsylvania school district plans to search students. To make sure they don't have too many snacks bringing into the uh, school. Yeah, that's, they can't do that. A new policy that's led to both praise and condemnation. All right, spread them. From divided <laughs> parents. Uh, the, uh, Just as I thought, a hot dog. Alakipa School, I guess is how you pronounce the school district, said in a Facebook post last week that students at uh, Alakipa Junior Senior High School... Uh, would begin having their bags searched, and anything that they have that's more than a four-ounce bag of chips and 20-ounce soda wow. would be thrown away. And they're saying that students have been bringing in, like, shopping bags filled with chips, candy, what? soft drinks, and all kinds of other You stuff. can't do that, but if no, you have, you a, like, a couple of snack bags or, a, you know, like a like a canned ham, yeah. I, I think, think that's fine. I think they've been overdoing it, and that's why they're, right. they're cracking well, down this, on that, it. What you just said seems excessive if you're bringing well, in full shopping bags full of food. But it also, I mean, that's an absolute total waste to throw it away. Um, I have a, a big-time issue with that. So Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you said that they... Donate it. it yeah, donate it. To the other schools. Some, yeah. I think this is just to, you know, yeah. to get it started and, yeah. and enforce yeah. it. And there's probably not going to be a lot. By throw away, they mean throw it in the garbage. Yeah, oh, did yeah. I say throw it? Yeah, it says it will be thrown away. So yeah. I think it's more of a threat. Look, we're going to throw that yeah. away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I Listen, I'm sure it'll end up in the teacher's lounge. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, woo-hoo! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Sangria! So what's, the, what's the difference between a snack and, and it being for your lunch? I assume that the snack you would eat outside of the lunch period. Yeah, but just, I mean, if you just put it in your lunch pail... Case you need get, to become yeah. a defense lawyer for these kids. Well, yeah, they, I know, right? In case they get, they get pretty specific in um, what they're allowed to bring in. So it says each student will be uh, permitted one bag up to four ounces in right. size. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you just say that, Preston? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess the school district is really coming down on what the kids actually can bring in, what they can. Yeah. Do you, uh, I remember when I was in school, like, snacks, things like that, even gum, not allowed. Oh, yeah. Gum was oh. very verboten. all. But... The cafeteria had, I mean, I never, you know, I was, you could go to the cafeteria or the school but, store would sell like Pop-Tarts or something. Yeah. But eating outside of those designated times was, I mean, in, we in class, allowed, you know. weren't allowed to eat in class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, I had a uh, bonding moment with my son the other day that you'll appreciate because uh, he says that his favorite food, and it was my favorite food as well, a uh, favorite dessert item from uh, his uh, high school cafeteria the chocolate chip cookies. And oh, yeah. they, they are like... Lindens. No, it's not. They're like a little melty in the middle, kind of crispy on the outside, and baked to perfection. So it's not Otis Spunkmeyer. It is not. <laughs> uh, so I used to remember that I used to love the Lindens yeah. chocolate chip cookies and the Lindens brownies, which were very dry. I like the that I liked them. Uh, yeah. And so I remember when the, the, uh, the store... <laughs> near us would sell like the full box of them like i think his name was king cullen the supermarket okay and they would have the full like, that's what i get at school 
cool. No, these are like made in the cafeteria or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're damn fine. Three, Linden, three large chocolate chip cookies. Oh, uh, you're bringing me back, man. 2175 Steve. Oh, uh, the butter crunch. It's an $18. Oh, it's an 18-pack of three cookies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, hang on, dude. Um, now, remember, like Parsi's out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even cookie. think we'll push you that hard. <laughs> yeah. Linden's. They're six bucks a cookie. What are you? Ta- what are you doing uh, over I'm, there? I'm typing in the uh, the butter crunch cookies. You just brought me. I probably haven't had it in in a I don't even decades or something. But, Ordering some now? Uh, I just, oh, <laughs> oh my god! I remember when I first became fat. Thank you, butter crunch cookies. <laughs> Case the butter crunches were same sort of deal, and the fudge chip too. God, I gotta order. Is this the Walmart site you're on? Yeah, yeah. I'm on Amazon. Amazon, it's more. Exp- Oh, no, no, it's the same price on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you can also get your Easy Pass uh, transponder from Walmart, too, so you can tie up what? everything. Yeah, no way. All right, anyhow, we're done with that story. Somebody said, okay. wait, Saturday, I said, uh, going back to the city winery thing, it said Saturday the 14th. Somebody says the Saturday is the 16th. Well, the 16th is the new 14th. That's what it is. Wait, <laughs> I want to check this press release. Uh, it says Saturday, April 14th, right here. Yeah. So, um, don't know what to tell you, man. And I don't have a calendar. Santa's got to go. Check. Yeah, Santa, please. <laughs> Santa's got to go. There that is. Uh, that? Santa's got to go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Casey's wrangling all the sounds here. <laughs> and I'm also ordering butter crunch. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, sorry, man. Casey, order me some chocolate chips while you're out. I'll pay you back. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the dessert for a moment, okay? Uh, Dairy Queen has uh, revealed its all-star summer blizzard lineup, uh, which includes two new (laughs) offerings, Uh, the Oreo Dirt Pie Blizzard. Uh You can't eat dirt. And the uh, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake Blizzard. That one sounds fun. Do you ever notice this? So there's one right up uh, about two miles from my house, a Dairy Queen, and my wife will occasionally want the, the blizzard. You go to Dairy Queen. No we one... go almost every night, by the way. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. So the one near me, Preston, no one goes in and orders like one drink for themselves. Like if there's three people, it's not three drinks. Right. It's like 11 drinks. Everybody orders yeah. a ton of stuff, like constantly. There's no, yeah. I'm just going to grab like a shake and leave. Do you have a drive-thru at yours? No. Do you at yours? Yes, we have okay. a drive-thru, yeah. Because ours is a drive-thru, but. Maybe they, that would help alleviate the issue. Well, what's crazy is they, it, the, the it's right up on the street on Sprawl Road, so it, it, it can get backed up on the Sprawl Road pretty quickly. So now they loop it all the way around the bowling alley parking lot. It's really weird how wow. it snakes around, yeah. Okay. I love and respect Rita's. I think it's great that they advertise with the radio station. I believe that Dairy Queen should also advertise with the radio station because mm. there's room for everybody. Yeah, there's room for. By the way, bring it in. I have said countless times about Rita's. Yeah, that freaking custard is awesome. Yeah, so and good. every time they come, and I love the water ice. Well, there. Nick but- McElwain, here you go. DQ presents. Picture this. Well, oh, there you they're go. advertising with us. There you go. There you go. You know what a great way to advertise is samples. Rita's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. always brings yeah. by samples. Peanut butter uh-huh. blizzards. Yeah. With you know we also <laughs> like prostitutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like I, can't, it. I can't not get the peanut butter cup blizzard when I go. Yeah. And when I look at the menu, I'm like, that all looks so good. I will have a peanut butter cup blizzard, please. And every single time. I just can't. Do you know it's a great standalone place? It's the Ice Cream Bakery. I think the name of it is. It's at the top. If you're going into uh, uh, Roxborough, it's at the top of Ridge. Is that uh, where Max yeah. used to work? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. All right. So, anyhow, they also have uh, four returning favorites. The Oreo Dirt Pie Blizzard. Oh, and I don't know what the other four are. But, anyhow, the Oreo Dirt Pie Blizzard features 
Um, oh, no, no. 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 Oreo cookie pieces, gummy worms. No, 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 no. no. And fudge crumble blended with the brand's vanilla soft soap. So you, no. you, you don't take a, you don't take the purity of, a, of a, like an Oreo. You don't mix candy and... That's why I don't like um, I don't like funfetti cakes. I don't like cakes, you know, yeah. where they, they try to put candy. Yeah, no, we don't need that. So I ordered, I Mm-mm. took a, a shot on what was deemed or called the greatest brownies ever. Now, fairy tale brownies is always a solid bet, and I've ordered from them. But this other place got it right up in one of these, you know, like Bro Bible or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I got to try this. Preston, they did the thing both you and I hate. Too much jamming of stuff in yeah. these Honor the purity of the... One of two things, yes. Yep. But you don't put gummy worms nope. in this. No. Sacrilege. And I blame... You know what I blame for this one, Steve? I blame frozen yogurt places because they let kids throw whatever <laughs> junk they want into their frozen Like World, yeah. world Peace. So there's mm-hmm. a place called World Peace. It used to be on... Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. it's there anymore on uh, on Main Street in Maniunk. You go in, you get your base yogurt, you put a few things on, you spend your $237. That's it. And you're mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, kids were just jamming all sorts of stuff in it. And now they've been trained to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a purist too. And I, I only like things like if I'm going to the Fro-Yo play, place, it's just either some whipped cream and nuts or, or a little bit of fruit or something like that. I keep it. Thinking. You know, it's good. What Fro-Yo jerk mates? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Not uh, me either. No. Yeah. No. Yo, ever heard of jerk meat? Um, Is there a Fro-Yo place in Rofo? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Rofo Rofo There's got to be Rofo There's got to be Rofo Froyo. Is there a Rofo Froyo, bro? Rofo Froyo, bro. Yo, is there a Rofo Froyo, bro? No. You go to Dairy Queen every single night? Pretty much so, yeah. Really? Well, they, they're a franchisee. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Why does that blow you away? Because I want to come live with you. <laughs> <laughs> we got a room for because you. Because I love you. <laughs> so what is, uh, does everyone get the same thing every time? Uh, for the most part. Now, I, when, uh, if it's kind of my, uh, Kathy, it's my end of the day treat know, if yeah. I've been good. So I will get, uh, I keep it simple, yeah. a single small vanilla cone. So that's what I always get. Delicious. Caroline usually gets a peanut butter shake. Rochelle will usually get a... Um, uh, she will get a turtle blizzard turtle. With, with chocolate ice cream. What is that? Um, uh, turtle is uh, caramel and uh, pecans uh, and chocolate ice and cream. And turtle. <laughs> and, and a little bit. And little snapper. They throw a turtle yeah, Little aquarium <laughs> turtles yeah. blended up into the shake. This is crunchy. And this is every night? Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. Well, your family's been blessed with metabolism then because that's crazy. It's well, if you watch what you're eating. Oh yeah, the kids are skinny, so yeah. yeah. yeah but they they eat ice cream. Eventually, the curtain will ring down on that. Yeah, it's our little, it's our family moment. It's kind of our. You it's kind of nice. Everybody jump in the car. Let's go. Let's go get some ice cream. So uh, what, if what it's not you? all of us, it's one or two of us. We usually go around seven, something like that. Yeah. Seven, After seven, dinner, Claire and I go down to the sump and shoot rats. Oh, yeah. you have your yeah, family yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yours is different. All right, let me do another thing here. Connoisseur. Uh, what do you guys want? You want booze or... Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, this is this is kind of interesting, and I'll try to keep this quick, but there is a, uh, a bartender. His name is uh, Matthew Rangel. I know. Uh, he's out of Wisconsin. Well, he has a, he's a popular TikTok account. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's called The Real uh, Matty R, and he reveals the liquor bottles that piss him off as a bartender. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the ones that make him difficult to execute his job. Yep, and the, the, video, uh, the videos are pretty viral. They have, you know, six, seven, eight million views and yeah, so yeah. on. So. Can I make a guess? Yeah, I please. haven't looked. Yep, yep, yep. I would say Crown Royal. 
Crown Royal is one of them on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives his reasons why. I, I probably won't go through the whole list, but he says, here you go. He said, kind of the same thing as Patron. Crown Royal's shape is terrible. The packaging it comes in, there's so much stuff. You have the really weird plastic crown-shaped <laughs> cap on top of it, and then there's a tiny, tiny hole to pour out of. So pour spots uh, get stuck in there often. Uh, poor spouts, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. get stuck in there often, and it's awkward to hold and handle. Also, if you want to really display it, it takes up two spaces on your shelf because it's kind of wide. It's true, yeah. The way it comes out. Now, I'll go over to Patron because he had mentioned that in that particular one. He said, I would say a lot of people have issues with Patron. The wrapper, the cork, the packaging on it. By the way, the cork is gigantic. Is it's it? Like a big ball. Not yeah. familiar. Uh, he says, and you have to have a special pour spout that fits into that bottle particularly. And he said, I think they sell them for 7 to $10 a pop from their distributor, which I think is crazy. Did you? Said, go ahead. Yeah, and I'll finish. He says, yeah, I, I get it. You want to have a special bottle, but then you have to have a special pour spout on top of that. Most bottles, honestly, are universal with pour spouts. Uh, so that kind of irks me, he says. I wonder if a bartender or an establishment that has this will um or will favor or display more prominently the bottles that pour better um i mean because people no. want what they I want doubt it. they can probably charge more yeah. for oh, stuff okay. like patron so you know yeah they'll display what they know people want yeah what is that what did, does he list the best bottles no this is all the stuff he hates i would imagine things like like kettle one right uh that he hates? Yeah, that he likes. Oh, like, like standard bottle bottles? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Marissa, this one's for you. Tito's. Tito's? Tito's? It's my pretty. Isn't that a no, regular bottle? No, 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 no. Listen, he hates the bottle, the bottle. For, oh, for, yeah. for being a bartender. Slow your roll. I wonder um, why, though, because I feel like this is a pretty common, unless it's the big jug. He said, so with the paper collar. <laughs> I don't like jugs. That comes on it. He said, I think Tito's gives a percentage to dog shelters and whatnot. He uh-huh. said, so they're using it as a, as a collar uh-huh. thing. Okay. But, I mean, it wastes so much paper. And I think you can uh, slap a sticker on the side of the bottle if you wanted to keep it that way. And I think the collar is unnecessary. So that's okay. his issue. I guess that's kind of that's kind of yeah. a nitpicky one. Yeah. Tito. Um, a lot of people, yeah, with the wasteful stuff. Uh, I love it, no matter what. All right, here's <laughs> one. Uh, Maker's Mark. I'm a Maker's Mark drinker. Are you? Yeah. Yep. I like Maker's 46 better than the regular Maker's, but... Um, That's an odd bottle, too. Yeah, it's a little odd. So, the Maker's Mark's... He says the Maker's Mark's wax is super annoying. It's not super problematic, but when you have the wax there and then you take off the cap, it's a tiny cap. It is, once you take that off. And then you have a thick amount of wax on there, and it's never consistent. Also, the, the long neck and the fat square bottle of the Maker's Mark make it really weird and awkward to hold and pour. So the the um, the wax is an extra seal, basically, right? The wax is just a signature look. Right, right, uh, right. And, and that's mainly it. I've actually been to the distillery, and I hand-dipped my own bottle into the wax that's there. Pretty that's pretty cool. cool. Um, one, one of the bottles that I have an issue with is, is one of my favorite bourbons, which is Knob Creek. And it's got a thick wax seal on it as well. And when you undo it, the cap that it covers is really tiny, and there's still this big thick wax underneath it and you like have to it's really hard to get the top off so they have to de-blob their wax they should de-blob their wax i think that's a good call steve uh let's see what else here uh this one says he says bailey's rum chata hendrix and all the non-transparent bottles he said any bottle that isn't transparent like bailey's rum chata hendrix it's a pain in the ass to try and figure out how much you have left in the bottle i never know if i have any bailey's left in the fridge yeah for that very reason he said, especially those ones, they weigh a decent amount, 
so you can't really feel it out, and you would have to get a scale to weigh it out. And some bars actually do that with scales for non-transparent do bottles. Most of, most of these distillers, they, 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 I'm, I'm assuming they buy their bottles from another company that they're not, not yeah. unless that's part of the deal. I, it seemed absurd for them to be making their own bottles. Yeah, I doubt they make yeah. their own bottles. Uh, they, they have bottling facilities, but that's just taking the, you know, putting the product into the bottle, I would imagine. Bottle folk. Um, uh, you know, a local place that I love, uh, Resurgent, uh, they make a, um, it's a Brandywine Distillery. Uh, their gin bottles are really mm. cool. I like Statesides. Uh, I, I like a nice bottle. Statesides bottles are really oh, they're, cool. They're, they Excellent. They that cork that comes out and yep, plug like, it back in. Yeah. I like Grolsch beer. Yeah, yeah. has on mm-hmm. that. Um, and I like, uh, uh, Tanqueray 10 has this really cool looking bottle. We have a number of great places in the area. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, what was the, I always ask you when you bring this subject up, but it was, it was a hologram on a on a on a bottle of booze oh, that you uh, had. Nineteen crimes. That's it. Oh right. yeah. Right. It was a, a wine, and if you had the app, you could hold the uh, your camera, your phone's camera up to it. And it has a, a picture of a person on there, and it animates. It comes to life. It's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Um, a local um, uh, a local distiller called Larceny has a really cool looking bottle. It's almost like a, a keyhole shape. Ooh. Uh, which is kind of cool because Larceny, a crime. Right. Keyhole, a jail cell. You know, it's kind of well, cool. How are your um, uh, Tom Cruise cocktail skills? Flipping the bottle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could lose your, you could, you could waste some booze. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> waste, yeah. <laughs> waste not booze. wasting any of that. Yeah. Here's a picture of uh, the Larceny bottle. Isn't That's that cool? cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, so let me get uh, one more on here. Uh, he says, "Oh no, 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 Eight, no, no, same, same sub uh, topic." And then we're gonna move on. Yeah, just nip out off. The eighteen hundred, the eighteen hundred bottle. He said the shape is just it's yeah. like a triangle. He's like it's like a tall pyramid, really weird and awkward to hold and handle. He said, "I don't want to hold a bottle with two hands and try and pour it in the cap." He said, "I know it's in the pa- I know in the past." The cap used to have a cool feature where you could pour a shot inside of the cap, flip it back over, and then take the cap off, and that would be an ounce. And now it's just a really, 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 really fat bottle top for no reason. Do you know anyone that sips tequila? I mean, I like tequila in a, in a margarita. Uh, yeah, but I don't I, have any friends that are tequila sippers. No, I do. Yeah. yeah, I have. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that are that will just drink tequila on the rocks. Um, ah. One who collects um, these unique bottles and and They're really cool. good tequilas. I mean, went over to like Cuba and came home with I don't know some crazy stuff from over there as is, well. Is wine your main thing, Kathy? Um, or do you, will you I venture like, out into these spirits? Oh yeah, no, I like tequila. Tequila is my drink. Um, and Our buddy Mark Wahlberg has a tequila. Oh, yeah, right. I know you said that. It's called Flecha Azul. I think you said that after he left, and I'm yep. like, oh damn it. Yeah, he was talking he about, about a about priest it. in a movie, so I figured bringing booze up at that particular time not, not a good idea. Yeah. Now he's even more perfect. He can give you the booze, and yep. you, you love him. But I, Steve, I haven't yet gotten to tequila on the rocks and and sipping it. Okay, not quite. I haven't found one that I. Is that smooth? That I love that that much. I do want to try the one. Uh, who was it? I think it was someone's daughter had a bachelorette party, and there was a bottle of tequila on their private plane on each seat. Oh, for, oh, it was. Who um, was it? Oh, it was. Uh, we were we were commenting on was the it Paul extravagance. McCartney? No, no, uh, it was. They had an, uh, an incredible gift bag for everyone who went on this bachelorette party. Right, yeah. and one and each girl got this bottle of tequila, and it's uh, the bo- each bottle is unique and it's hand painted. Who the hell was it? I forget who it was. It was about five months ago. 
Uh, and I know the bottle you're talking about. <clears throat> I have one, um, and I forgot. It, the brand is it good? It. Like it's? I know it's expensive. I've but... never opened it because the bottle's oh. so cool. And oh. uh, so you want to bring it in sometime? Yeah, I'll drink okay. it and I'll right. give you the bottle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it very good. It's sitting there not doing anything, so I may as well have somebody drink it. <laughs> all right, that is uh, that's all we have time for. We are done closing up shop. Restaurants closed, folks. Thanks for stopping in. Oh, wait a minute. Who was it? Paulina Gretzky. Oh. Uh, it was yeah. Paulina Gretzky. <laughs> We're looking at a picture of it, Kathy. Yeah, that's yeah. the bottle that I have. Yep, yeah, that's it. Really cool. Is that uh, Dustin Johnson's wife? The golfer? Yes, and yes, yes. it is. Yeah. Wayne's, uh, Wayne's hot daughter? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You are correct. Yep. All right. Uh, we're done with the uh, the connoisseur, and we are going to take a break and come back in a second, but we're not done giving stuff away because we do have MMR's concert cash coming up, but I also have a few other things to give away. Uh, I'm going to give away these. I have a $50 Visa gift card and uh, a grand prize that you'll be qualified for if you are caller's number Let's see, 14, 15, and 16. Good numbers. But you'll you'll get a $50 Visa gift card, and uh, you're qualified for the grand prize, a family uh, four-pack of platinum bands from the uh, Funplex in Mount Laurel, and that includes unlimited indoor rides, one hour of bowling with shoe rental and more, and it's in conjunction with Cheaper by the Dozen, this Disney film. I, I didn't. I have to check this place out. Have you been there, Kathy? This, no. Oh, it looks sounds cool. Uh, now streaming on Disney Plus, rated PG, and we'll take those colors, 15, 16, 17, 215, 263, WMMR. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, B-Pal, uh, our buddy Marcus in the Darkness hey! is stopping by to talk about the um, ACS uh, Bike-a-thon, which is coming up. We'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Kara Kara. Kara Kara, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. We're going to do the Bizarre File, and then we're going to chat with a friend here. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets, visit mulchthis.com. Um, this will start with something in our state. A group of deer were caught on camera running past the entrance of a sporting goods store in Pennsylvania recently before jumping into the window of a diner and bouncing off the glass. Oh, man. The video was captured by a witness at the North Hanover Mall and shows the five deer running past the entrance of the Dick's Sporting Goods store before crossing the parking lot to the nearby Starlight Dinner Diner. And the video then shows the creatures running straight into the diner's large window, uh-huh. but they would just bounce right off of the glass and they uh, they didn't break it and continued running on. So I guess it could have been worse. <sighs> well, was there an early bird special? Maybe that's why they were there. I'm not really sure. But yeah. they, they run and they slam into it. It's 2 o'clock and it's, it's 2 o'clock. And bounce right up. But, but they are, they are uh-huh. hauling uh-huh. ass through this parking lot. They've got to feel so out of place running across asphalt. Like You're so that, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this? A woman took to Reddit's Am I the A-hole page. In a search for advice, 
And in her post, she explains that her husband's beloved grandpa named Theodore recently passed away. And she writes, in part, my husband is devastated, especially about the notion that his children will never meet their great-grandfather, who was their fa- who their father adored so much. She says her husband wants to name their unborn, unborn child after his grandfather, Theodore, for right. a boy, or Theodora for a girl. And she said, it's not that I mind the name. The issue is that our last name is Bundy. Ted Bundy. So it will be Ted Bundy, one of America's most famous serial killers. And, of course, he confessed to 30 murders. Theodore Bundy. The woman writes that her husband sees no valid association between the name and the murder. But she notes, I told him he needs to think about how we will be perceived, how our child will be treated, and the implications that that name inherently carries. Uh. Literally had to spell out why that would be a horrible idea, and he still thinks I just hate his grandfather. Wow. Yeah. We should talk to his boss, Tone Strangler. Yeah. (laughs) The uh, is it maternal? Does it indicate maternal or, or paternal yeah, grandpa? Good, good question. Because yeah. if it was paternal, his name would be Ted Bundy too. Um, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. It, huh. it, it doesn't indicate, so I, uh, I guess not. But anyhow, uh, all of Reddit pretty much took the woman's side. Yeah, no, saying, it's, just, it's, you can't stick a kid with that name. Go with a middle name, middle or something name. like that, if you yeah. want to. Uh, a driver in Peru did his best Fred Flintstone imitation, sends the bare feet. Uh, the unidentified driver was captured on video inside his rusted-out Volkswagen Beetle while motoring down a busy street in Peru by only using his feet. It's hilarious. And the viral footage was recorded by a TikTok user while waiting for a light to turn green. Uh, as the nearby vehicles rev their engines, the driver of the Beetle lowers his legs through a hole in the car yeah. and starts pedaling his feet down the left you lane. you got to see this footage if you can find it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Sounds like my dad. <laughs> right. Yeah, didn't he hook up a doorbell for your yeah, uh, turn my, signal? No, it was the doorbell was my, I think it was my brake light. Okay. <laughs> it was either brake light or reverse. Here I can't what, remember. Watch. Here's the, for the footage of the feet underneath the car. Oh yep, you can see Oh, my God. hmm by the way, I was at the airport the other day, right? And I saw something I hadn't seen in ages. I saw two guys trying to pop start a car. Oh yeah, we used to do that all the Wait, time. What's yes. that? So it's if you have a manual transmission, oh, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and they, the car's not starting for whatever it? reason. Yeah, I saw a guy in the driver's seat with, or he was in the, uh, he had the driver's side door open. Yep, the other guy yep. was pushing from behind, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, wow, okay, maybe they're just getting it off the side. No, dude jumped in the driver's side as they were going, and he tried to get it started, but they, they weren't getting uh, it on my, my friend had a Volkswagen, and every other week we were pop-starting it. Yep. That reminds me of the Karate Kid, because he, uh, him and his mom have to pop-start the car. Yeah. Which I found interesting, because I don't ever remember seeing a station wagon that was a manual transmission. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they made them or not. So, anyway... Uh, of all the mistakes to make, it's a pretty rough one. A man named Jacques Paul recently took to TikTok to explain he spent hours carefully completing an application form for a digital marketing position. But after sending off his application, he realized that he had attached his STD results. Oh, my God. Stop. To it. the application <laughs> instead of a cover letter. Well, that maybe a, a potential employer would like to know if you had gonorrhea. He also says that he realized that he could not retract the personal information without withdrawing his application, meaning yeah. that he'd have to explain his embarrassing mishap to the recruiter. He added that 72 hours later, he got a standard message from the company 
uh, saying that uh, they weren't proceeding with the application. We're going in a different direction. And his uh, video has uh, racked up a bunch of views. All right, and then one last story. Uh, people who live near alligators know that they'll often try to find and eat anything that they can fit in their mouths. While this means people should be careful with small pets, it can also result in some pretty hilarious images. Uh, Sandra Raymond Harrison posted a photo on Facebook, and it's really funny. It shows an alligator carrying a football around in his mouth, (laughs) and it was captured at the Big Cypress National Preserve in southern Florida earlier this month. Uh, Harrison spoke with local reporters and said she's worried about the animal's safety. Uh, she said, I know. Isn't it funny? It's great. Uh, my concern is that somehow the football was wedged in such a way that the gator couldn't apply enough pressure to pop it. Uh, gators have a ton of pressure in their mouth. And said the concern was also if the ball did pop, would it get lodged and kill the alligator? Right. Uh, it's not uncommon for Florida residents to see alligators carrying objects around in their mouths. That is pretty funny. This though. one's pretty yeah. funny. I think uh, Florida, University of Florida, will probably have a field day. With right? They got to do something with that. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right. Uh, we are doing. Oh yeah, it's ten o'clock. We got this. Now here's your concert cash keyword. All right, this word is worth $500 and some tickets to the MMRBQ is promise. All right, the word again is promise, P-R-O-M-I-S-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. Uh, you can text it to the special contest short code at 45911. Or to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry is going to win $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR uh, winners will receive two tickets to go to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it's brought to you by AAA Distributors. So the word again is promise. So get on it. Good luck to you. And let's get you that money. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our studio a gentleman who certainly knows how to ride a bike. He's been doing it for a while now. And he is the captain of the Team Rock and Rollers, the ACS Bikeathon. Marcus in the yeah. darkest. Yeah. Yo, bud. What's going on? Nice to see you, man. Good to see you guys, too. It's nice to sit in the studio and see everybody. In right? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It really has. You and I were, were chatting briefly the other day. Uh, I saw you out here in the hallway yeah. about uh, getting ready for the for the bike-a-thon and all that stuff. Yeah, it's we've had some nice weather, so I've been outside a few times. Got almost 200 miles on my bike already, oh, wow. which I'm That's excited great. about wow. because it's been a few years since I've had that many early and being able to get out now that my little guy's in kindergarten gives me flexibility to ride and it's been great to be back on the bike again oh, on a regular get, basis. Next week's going to be in the 70s. You're going to be gold so, oh, yeah. so to get in shape for the the big event that you have coming up. I know. I'm going to do over 100 miles next week. It's going to be so nice. Probably ride in a few what's times. The, what's the longest you've ever done in one ride? The longest I've ever done is 70 miles to wow. this point. I'd like to do a century at some point. It's right. hard to be in a saddle for eight hours, though. But it probably really it hurts your butthole. <laughs> it completely hurts your derriere. Yeah. Um, so that's, I can't see how just, I don't care how accomplished a cyclist you are, that that's a lot of time to sit on even the best bike seat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know if they have a seat that can uh, fully protect you 100% yeah, from uh-huh. a long ride like that. It's just too much. It's on your body. But it's, it's you know, it's rewarding to be on a bike. It's uh, It feels good. It's great exercise. It's low resistance. It's great cardio. It's strength. 
and at the same time, we're raising money, hopefully, to kick cancer's ass. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. 50th yep. annual ACS Bikeathon. 50th annual. Yes, 50th. Right. For the the uh, uninitiated, what is the Bikeathon all about, if you could tell people? The Bikeathon is a ride that starts at the base of the Ben Franklin Bridge, and we end up 66.6 miles later at Baderfield in Atlantic City. If you don't feel like uh, doing the full 66 we have stop points in hamilton we have a stop a rest stop in cherry hill you can start there as well uh but let me tell you this riding over the ben franklin bridge as the sun's coming up when there are no cars on it is an amazing experience okay so it's completely shut down from traffic which makes total yes. sense i mean that'd be a nightmare trying to oh, yeah. i think <laughs> that's got to be really cool you're right yeah, with all it those is. people riding bikes and no traffic, and you know, in a beautiful morning, that's a great, uh, that's a great sh- sight, I'm sure. It really is, and you know, you can sign up at wmmr.com. We have a big page ready to go. We already have 128 riders with the largest nice. team Man. so far. What, what, what did it start? What was the number when you first started doing it? Nine, <laughs> nine, nine, <laughs> and now 128. Man, congrats! Yeah. That's awesome. And before the pandemic, we had 217. So yeah. we're getting back up again i'm hoping that we hit 200 riders again this year again my co-captain vince strausser is riding along which i'm excited because he's been a great co-captain to help me with the team as they've grown we've been doing a lot more rides now that uh sydney's doing the friday night overnight shift i'm able to ride on saturday mornings more with team wmmr riders and it's been great getting out early. I want to commend you and Casey both because Casey does the bend to the shore, uh, go- uh, not golf outing, the uh, the bike <laughs> ride. And um, the amount of work that you guys put in and yeah. your personal time, I can't do it. I, can't, I, I, I love helping out with charities. I can only help out so much. These guys help out. Like all the way, constantly, year round, and, yeah. and and just the amount of hours that you log. So I just I want to say congratulations because that's it's hard work, man. Yeah. And you can see why eventually uh, charities and fundraisers need like full time employees, oh, yeah. like oh, employees, absolutely. people that actually have to take a little bit of the money from the charity brought in in order to have that much time to commit to the work. You won't yeah. stand a Otherwise, chance. Otherwise, you, won't, you yeah. won't be able to, to live. Well, Marcus's team is so big, and I got, like, a little bit of a taste of that last year because our team is growing as well. But, I mean, your team is huge. So, you know, somebody like Vinny Strauser is just, when you say co-captain, like, it, 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 he is, somebody like that is super important. And I have Absolutely. on my team Sherry, uh, who has been helping out. But, uh, yeah, it, it, there's, a, there's a lot of logistics that go on to coordinating the efforts uh, for your team. And, and I think ultimately, like, obviously you're doing something great and that's why you're doing it. But you want people to have a good experience, right? And so you're, you're you know, logistically you want to make sure everybody is, is happy. Absolutely. And it's important to make sure that people are having fun doing this ride because if it's fun, you're going to keep back, coming back and yeah. doing it. So, okay. And, yep. And one of the really fun things about doing Team WMMR has been building up the numbers, but also building up a riding community within the station. And Casey Boy's been carrying that forward with his ride as well. And you see all these people who listen to the station that are riding bikes. We've all been impacted by cancer in one way or another. So to help out, to ride, to volunteer, it really, you know, it, it makes a big difference, and I'm really proud of the WMMR family because 
the listeners have been amazing in helping this grow. We've had a lot of listeners who volunteer because they don't want to ride a bike or can't ride a bike or whatever the case all may sorts be. Of stuff, right? But yeah, you can you can volunteer at the start point. You can volunteer at the end point. And Bader Field, where we're celebrating our fiftieth uh, anniversary at the end point, is going to be absolutely bonkers this year because it is the fiftieth, and it's going to be crazy. Do you have any idea as to over the the amount of time you've done this, how much you've raised for the American Cancer Society? I think we've hit a million dollars wow. in seventeen. <laughs> That's sensational. And I think we've hit uh, over a thousand, we've hit well over a thousand riders, maybe close to 2,000. I was actually working on that, and I've got a couple of the early year numbers that I'm missing as far as fundraising goes, but I think we're right around a million dollars, which is pretty incredible. Wow. All right. Well, let's get that number to 200 for sure. Plus. Um, and uh, easiest way to sign up is just go to the, the page at WMMR.com, right? Absolutely. And we have some amazing jerseys this year. We have socks if you want to ride by biker socks that have the MMR logo. We have uh, winter gear. We have shorts. We have jerseys. All of that you can get at WMMR.com when you sign up. Also, if you ride, you get a team T-shirt as well. And this year, our team T-shirt, again, sponsored by Wilson Secret Sauce. And we also have another sponsor that is uh, coming in called Tam. Incorporated, and they do digital accessibility, which means if, uh, for example, you have vision issues or hearing issues, they set up, make sure that everybody has access to the information on the World Wide Web. So if you have uh, vision issues, if a website pops up and you can't see it, the audio comes up for you. Nice. So that everybody has access to that information. And they're a great company, so I'm excited that they're on board as well. And... The Bikeathon was named the top charity event for the American Cancer Society National this year. Wow. There you go. Wow. That's great. Well, it's, it's, great. it's cool. Yep. And you still have time to, to practice. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah you Plenty know. of riding yeah. weather. Yeah. Good riding weather this yep. week. So, All right. Well, let's get signed up. Be a part of uh, the Team Rock and Rollers and, and uh, Marcus and everybody doing such a, such a great thing. It's really awesome. Thank you. Uh, good luck with anything, buddy. Have a Thank good weekend. You. We'll see you soon. Marcus yeah. in the darkness. Thank you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we get to the lesson question all that stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a little uh, butt plug, if you don't mind. Uh, I got this email, and it is from uh, Kristen Sykes Abernethy. Um, and she writes, uh, and I, th- I thought this was uh, nice, but I wanted to make sure we got uh, to this before the weekend. Sure. Hey, guys, sorry to bother you while you're at work. I'm trying my hardest to get your attention to uh, GoFundMe uh, that our friends and family have started for us. And long story short, their house burned down. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and the email subject says it all about my husband because uh, the... Uh, the uh, subject line is longtime listener and Casey fart catcher. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. Uh, Dennis Abernathy, a.k.a. Uh, Shabadelphia. Uh, we both grew up listening to the President Steve, but he has never stopped. And on the <laughs> other hand, I was busy having kids listening to Kids Bop repeatedly. Uh, Dennis loved introducing uh, me to the podcast. 
during the worst of the pandemic, and you guys kept us laughing, gave us plenty of inside jokes, and gave hope. Every single day, I heard Preston and Steve as a conversation starter in my house. And my kids crap, crack up at some of Steve's comments, and I've watched and admired Preston's drumming videos. I'm uh-huh. a beginning drummer and was amazed. So um, she talks about her husband. She says, he once told me when we first started dating that he actually got onto your show at one point, and I was swooning, and I asked what for. Listen to this. He okay. goes, well... For waiting for Casey to fart in his mouth for baseball tickets. <laughs> Does anyone remember this? I do not remember, I do that. Not remember nope. that. It's quite no. possible, though. Uh, and she goes, maybe I shouldn't tell people that. And she <laughs> says, yes, I'm still married to him and feeling a strong, odd connection with Casey now. Uh, but she says, currently, we're now couch hopping with family and Airbnbs while we, uh, when financially possible with my 10- and 12-year-olds. So uh, we've got the link on uh, PrestonSteve.com, the community page. If you would like to help these guys out, their house was in Doylestown. Uh, it was at uh, 4647 Old Easton Road, and it burned down. And, and they say that they, they can, they're going to find a place to live, but they can't refurnish everything. So their family has set up a GoFundMe account. They're huge Preston and Steve show listeners, so yeah. I thought we would we would post that and mention that. May I mention something not as serious as that, Preston? Sure. Again, just reminding people that Craig Lagans and the Comic Book Gurus will be making their return to uh, being a, a uh, media bo- pop culture comic book reporting unit this Sunday at the Pan Expo, the Philadelphia uh, Convention Center, 145 on the creator stage. It is a return of the comic book gurus, Craig Lagans and Rockstar Rob, after almost two years. So um, if you're a fan, get down there. And whatever they record will actually, I believe, will be up on our website so you can see the whole thing. But be a part of it live and enjoy the excitement. Cool. That's awesome. Thank you. And, uh, and by the way, those guys are awesome. Craig knows his stuff. So does Rob. Yeah. Um, I also I want to give a quick little shout out and a thank you to a gentleman named Mark Milky. Uh, Mark Milky, uh, he heard me talking uh, last week or two weeks ago about how uh, I can't find Tootsie Pop drops anymore. Mm. Well, he found them. Uh, there's a nostalgia nostalgia candy section at his local grocery store. Cool. And so he sent them to me. He goes, I don't feel like this is a quid pro quo situation, but <laughs> if you were so inclined, I'd love to get a shout out to my wife. She is a hardcore Preston and Steve fan, and she's definitely listening right now. And she will be delightfully disgusted that I asked for a juicy shout-out for her on the radio. Her name is Tracy Milky. So here you go, Tracy. That's for you. Excellent. And did you get them? I did. Do you want to try one? No, no, I'm I mean, good. not Thank right you. now. But... Yeah, yeah. All right. Lesson question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Brent Morin Saturday, April 16th at Punchline Philly. The question that we pose to you this morning is a Leonardopolis. <laughs> <laughs> Combines a T-Rex with which actor? 215-263-WMMR. A Leonardopolis. Combines a T-Rex with which actor? And we did that a little bit before 7 a.m. this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Monster Jam. The big leagues of monster truck competition comes to Lincoln Financial Field April 16th. You can visit monsterjam.com. For details. And what is going on this morning, Steve? Well, the reality show Shaws of Sunset has been canceled after nine seasons on the air. Star Reza Firehan issued a statement saying, quote, for nine seasons, we told a story that we pretty much told in just one season. (laughs) (laughs) Christina Hall, who stars in the series Christina on the Coast for HGTV, is getting a second series called Christina in the Country. 
The network also announced a potential third series for Hall called Christina Over There by the Wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, 38-year-old Scott Disick apparently has a new girlfriend, 26-year-old model Rebecca Donaldson. Now, coincidentally, Donaldson has just signed a deal with Revlon to promote a new lotion that removes douchebags. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Hollywood All right, let's find out if you were listening earlier this morning, the lesson question, uh, a Leonardopolis combines a T-Rex with what actor? And it is Nicole we are going to go to. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Preston. All right, so which actor is a T-Rex and uh, creates a Leonardopolis? That's Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yes. Very true. Yep, nice job, Nicole. Hang on. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Brent Morin Saturday, April 16th, Punchline Philly. Tickets are on sale now for five shows with Brent Morin. Thursday, April 14th through Saturday, April 16th. PunchlinePhilly.com for details and info. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Horizon. Uh, time to make sure that your home's cooling and heating system is ready. So buy a new system only from Horizon and get up to $1,000 off. Book in seconds at horizonservices.com slash book. Uh, I only have one item today, but it's it's a this really is good. Well, this is a really good one. So uh, today, Pink Floyd have released a new track called "Hey Hey Rise Up" in support of the people of Ukraine. The track marks the band's first new music since 1994's "The Division Bell." So we're talking quite a while here. Yeah. The song features Floyd members David Gilmour and Nick Mason, joined by longtime bassist Guy Pratt. And also Nitin Sawney on keyboards, along with a vocal performance by a gentleman by the name of Andriy, and I'm going to mess up this last name, uh, Kilvinyuk, uh, a Ukrainian ba- from the Ukrainian band uh, Boombox. Uh, the track, recorded on March 30th, uses uh, Andriy's uh, vocals taken from his Instagram post of him singing in uh, Kiev. In the uh, Sofiaska, and I'm messing all these names up, Square. I think so, you're getting damn close. So we have a little bit to play here for you, and uh, let's check this out. David Gilmore sound, man. Now, the song itself, the Red Viburnum in the Meadow, is a rousing Ukrainian protest song written during the First World War, which has been taken up across the world over the past month in protest of the invasion of Ukraine. I think uh, there was an obvious way you could have gone here, which is, hey, Putin, leave those Ukrainians alone. That could work, too. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, the title of the Pink Floyd track is taken from the last line of the song, which translates as, hey, hey, rise up and rejoice. Okay, so I don't know, uh, and I apologize for not knowing Pink Floyd history, and I, all the Pink Floyd songs that I listen to, who am I listening to sing? It was both. David Gilmore okay. and, but, but also Roger Waters. Okay, so who, Very distinct styles. Who is Pink Floyd? In your mind, oh, uh, listen, they're both uh, now. I there's some, something to say about um, about Roger Waters' yeah. distinctive vocal style that gives him 
an edge in some of those songs, in the songs that he sings. But then again, I mean, you know, wish you were here. Those those tender yeah. song uh, vocals from from David Gilmore. I mean, numb. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I agree. It's hard to say. That's but... why Preston, during that when they divide, when they obviously the band had the the acrimonious split. I loved. Pink Floyd with David Gilmore. I did too. And Momentary Lapse of Reason. It was an outstanding An album. Incredible album. And yeah. so they're not friends anymore? They're no. still... No, they, they, no. Uh, they, 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 that's they, a shame. They, yeah. Listen, it, great, great stuff. But uh, I don't think I don't think this one's ever getting back. They got together for Live 8. Right. Uh, and then that was pretty that's much it. it. They just don't... They don't, they don't want to do it. They don't find it, um, you know... It's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable for them, exactly. So. Okay. But I mean, yeah, it's hard to. Some people are diehard. Look, it's it's not Pink Floyd without Roger Waters. Yeah, I mean, he's a genius. He's yeah, a, he's a he is a musical creating all these uh, incredible concepts. Genius. Uh, but David Gilmore is a gigantic piece of that band. So, do you think mm-hmm. they would reunite for the fiftieth anniversary of the Studiarium? Of course they would. <laughs> Who wouldn't? You know, I, but I let's not get Zeppelin. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, they're not going to dare to dream. They're not going to have that anniversary yep, yep. summit. All right, Gilmore, who has a Ukrainian daughter-in-law and grandchildren, said, uh, "We, like so many, have been uh, feeling the fury and frustration of this vile act of an independent, peaceful, democratic country being invaded and having its people murdered by one of the world's major powers." And he went on to shed light on how he became aware of the band, Boombox, and wanted to get together and do something with them. So I think it's really cool uh, that they have indeed done that. Uh, so new Pink Floyd, in a way, uh, called Hey, Hey, Rise Up. And Kaboomba. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, <laughs> hey, hey. Pow, 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 pow. Kaboomba. That's at the very, very end. That's the one. Yeah. All right. All right. So music news is over. Can I, and I wanted to show you guys something in, uh, before the weekend. It's not like Jackie's nutsack. No, it's not like Jackie's nutsack. But I need a ruling on this, and I know that you got time here, Presta. You got to go. Uh, Santa's got to go. Uh, I saw something last night that I thought was hilarious, but it is gross. So I need a I need a ruling from Kathy. Right. And it's, e- it's either one or the other. Yeah. Uh, if you're ready, and Preston, you can describe here in the studio for our listeners what Kathy's about to watch here on our monitors. Uh, go ahead, uh, Connor. Is this hilarious? I've never seen this. There's a guy. There's a dog <laughs> vomiting a ton. Oh my god. Uh, to uh, from a back seat of a car to a front seat of a car. Wow. Hilarious or disgusting? Uh, that's oh, repulsive gr- to me. Gross, the poor people. That is a lot of <laughs> yeah. vomit. All right. Thank okay. you very much. This moment that's brought it. to you by Casey Foster. Ah, thank you guys. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second, and we will wrap up the program. Word of the Week prize. We're going to give it away. Stay down. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The day looks beautiful. We have not had a day like this in a stretch. It's fantastic that we're looking at sunshine today. High of about 62. Uh, Tomorrow, 58. Some morning showers. We'll see how that works out and then Sunday's a little bit cooler high 52 we'll be back up in the 60s and 70s uh by the time we get to Monday Tuesday so that's good stuff uh let me see thank you to our buddy Marcus in the darkest yeah. for stopping by today Marcus is amazing with the work that he does with the ASC bikeathon June 12th 
complete details and uh, opportunities for you to be a part of the MMR Rock and Rollers. Go to WMMR.com. You can also go to ACSBike.org. And uh, congrats to our uh, cash winners and ticket winners and all that good stuff today. More of that is coming up, by the way. And we have the man that's going to bring it to you. Pierre frickin' Robert is here. Yeah. Yo, dude. Go day. Go day. Go day. <laughs> go day and go away. Abba day. Go day, everyone. Abba dooby day. Um, nice to see you, man. So nice to see you. So we are not outside for hours by the time you get here. Right. It looks fantastic out. No, it's nice. Oh, it's It's a titch crisp. Okay. So uh, we'll take we'll take the titch on the you and I are yeah. at the same titch level. Yeah, we're yeah. titching. Yeah, uh, and I like titching you guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I get a twitch <laughs> when I titch. Yeah, I you. titch myself. Yeah, <laughs> that, I remember that song. I titch his own. The vinyls, right? Yeah. Vinyls. Yeah. yeah, that is correct. And, yeah. I titch myself. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. It's nice outside, and then I heard you say it's going to be 70 this week? Next on, week. On Tuesday. Oh, okay. But then after that, it starts going down, 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 oh, and then dear. next week's going to be like 45 degrees. Oh, the last, you'll get two or three days next week that, are, that I'm looking in the long, that's, that are in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. The last couple of days were a little unpleasant. Yeah. They were They were rainy and cold and wet. and um, April flowers, though. April showers yeah. bring May flowers. Yeah. May flowers. March is totally untrustworthy, and the beginning of April can be a little iffy as well. Yeah. April showers bring May flowers. What do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. <laughs> you got it. Yes, sir. I titch myself. You did. Yeah. Can we uh, titch you to give us the letter of the day? Oh, titch. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. The Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... D is in dog. All right, uh, dog. You got all the letters, and now all you have to do is be caller number three. All right, little bitty number, 215-263-WMMR, and you can win the grand prize of the week for the Wheel of the Week prize. Let's see if you can come and get it. Got some good stuff coming up, ma'am? Oh, yes, 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 and yes again. Uh, we will do, uh, because Dead and Company just went on sale, uh, we will do a block of the Dead and give away my final pair of tickets uh, for the July 10th show. Uh, we also have concert cash at noon and 2 p.m., nice. possibly to give away, and then 4 and 6, and then 8 o'clock this evening a block of dorothy uh we will get to workforce block of the doors and uh the usual friday madness i love it excellent got something if we have it i think we have it for our sweat set this morning that's going to be quite energetic like that. Yes, Kate. Hey, real quick, while we wait for our caller to get through, I want to do this for uh, our sales assistant, Jen Kearney. Uh, her boyfriend's stepmom, Andrea, is go is a longtime listener. She just loves the show, and her birthday is Wednesday, April 13th. So, uh, I don't know if I can get to this on the 13th. You want a shard? So, I want to give her a shard out. Andrea Z and Bluebell, happy birthday on April 13th. There you go. Done deal. Number four. Right. We'll see. quadraphonic. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a winner. We're going to Tracy. Hello there, Tracy. Hi. All right, Tracy, we need to know what the word of the week is, if you know. B-L-O-C-D? I don't think so. Wait, what was yeah, hold, hold on. He said D is in dog. D, yes. What, did, what was the... Okay, I missed it. Uh, well... Hey, hang on. We're checking with the judges, uh, Tracy. Uh, Wait a minute. No, 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 she's wrong. She's wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Tracy, that's incorrect. We, we need tried. To get, we need to get another caller. Uh, we did want to check man. that thoroughly. So, Connor, if you could wait. 
Wait, well, hold it. Are he's, you? He's leaving. Oh, no. No, wait, no. Just make Pierre's going. No, 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 I checked. No, he, okay. and he's got it right Mate, on his sheet. Yeah, I think he's, he's okay. right, yeah. Okay, I just want to, I don't remember what he said Sometimes, yesterday. just so. like yeah. on the game shows, they have to go to the panel of judges. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they yeah. award them the money if yeah. they were, and it's all part of the deal. Yeah, yep. Pierre, you are the father. Yep. <laughs> and I, I have uh, I have written <laughs> logs. Right. So, uh, yesterday's letter, I'm not going to say what it was, but right. uh, I have confirmation that uh, okay. she was there is no okay. fault on Pierre's side, and that was just simply a mistake on hers, and we're sorry, but we have mm-hmm. to move on. And that Pierre, Pierre does is gonna go. have proper information. All right, we'll- Bill walked by me yesterday and said, actually said, Santa's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Hang on. Well, hang on. What, uh... Oh, no. Oh, God. I, I didn't... Okay, hold on. It was D as in dog. Today is okay. not the problem. Okay. Today's not the problem. Okay. It's a beautiful, Kathy. It's yesterday. That's the problem. Uh, do, do you mind if I crochet that and hang it over the fire? Today is not the problem. <laughs> That's my new sign. You got it wrong. No, 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 no. You got it wrong, Pierre. You got it wrong, Pierre. Which means our initial caller needs to call back. She wins. Yeah. What? And, and, and we're going we're to have to take care of that. You're gonna have the call back. We are gonna have uh, your voice recorded. Yes, and, and we have we every call that comes in, we get a DNA sample. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And so we have your sample. No, it's yes. easy. To, it's easy to compare the voices, and and we'll be able to award the the winner correctly. So uh, every single caller that's calling in is saying what she said. Okay. Yeah. So on my sheet, it it has another letter. That's wrong. And um. No, and and on the board it has the letter that I have on the sheet, but uh, we. Does it? No, it no, does. it doesn't. No, it does not. It does not. It has the one that they've been saying. No, and yesterday's letter was C as in concert cash. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all. That's oh. right. Yesterday's oh. letter was C as in concert cash, but okay. uh, um, the, she got it right. The letter I have here on my sheet it's not that is an O is O as in yes. blood. Which would have been right. blood. The word um, would have been blood. So Amy, uh, Amy we, was her name. Yeah, and, I I we, we, and, and we also uh, have that new phone that takes a picture of the person making the call. Yeah, we have that can too. You, can you uh, help quickly? Quickly. Uh, the Thank problem you. was Producer. is is looking at the board. Uh, the reflection was. It looked uh, like an L. So this is totally my fault. Everything. I, all good. Tut tut. Honey pie, you just don't worry a hair on that pretty little head of yours. We'll get our winner, right. and she is going to get a pair of tickets. This and has never and happened before. Autographed guitar and a room for the night is MMR Rock Steel Panther, the Res Erections Tour, <laughs> uh, Saturday, April uh, 30th at Sound Waves at Hard Rock Hotel in Casino Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster, and you can click concerts at WMMR.com. For complete uh, details. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today uh, by Acme. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also, Trinity Rehab. They can help you get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-Rehab.com. And also brought to you by Pella. Your journey to upgrade to Pella windows and doors is easy. And for a limited time, get 50% off installation. Call 877-98-PELLA or visit PellaPhilly.com. That's it. I can't stand the war. We're done. Nothing goes. Rage on and have yourself a great weekend. And we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat bat